on this episode of Quantum Week, June 14th through 20th, 2009. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year. We talk about movies and music and headlines, our stories. We are in uh, mid-June 2009, and we're talking Star Trek, the reboot. And uh, two weeks by Grizzly Bear. Uh, this is, uh, I guess, my birthday week because my birthday wow, is next birthday, week. Wow, happy birthday, Matt. Well, thank you. Thank you. You excited to be old? No. I'd, I'd rather start going in the other direction, as you know. I'd rather start going from, I'll be 40, 40 fucking three. I'll be 43. I'd rather go 42 next year and then yeah, 41. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Why? All right. But time travel in Star Trek? It's true. Why can't we time travel here? Yeah, you, you, yeah, no. No. That's not real. No. Um, it's so- like probably... Half my life is over. Maybe, maybe more oh, than yeah, half. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, that's what forty is. It's kind of like that's the yeah, you know, midlife crisis. But usually, midlife crisis doesn't happen until you're closer to fifty. Yeah, isn't that right? Right? But like that is kind of the, like all right, I'm you know forty. You're, you know, you're, you're on, you're right, on you're top of the could you're be, looking yeah. down the other side. Right. I think I'll live longer than eighty six, but you never know. Yeah, I don't think so. Probably. Um. So uh, next week we're going to <laughs> not far from here. It's a great segue. Thank you. Um, 2008. Yeah, we're gonna uh, about six months prior, something like that. Eight months prior. Yeah, right. Uh, eight months. Yes. Is it November. November of 2008. Yeah, and um, the 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 free movie, uh, the free movie, the free show rather is gonna be Role Models, like the Paul Rudd comedy. Yeah. And then the Patreon show will be Twilight. Yeah. Which is weird. Usually we have the blockbuster be the the free show, but we just thought the audience. I, I know. I feel like our audience mostly male, mostly. You know, our age, maybe 10 years younger. Yeah, probably that like 30 that. of, you know, 50 age group is yeah. going to be respond more to role models than to Twilight. <laughs> um, I'll do a poll on the old Twitter and see what people, I mean, we're going to stick with that, but I'm just kind of curious to get people's opinions yeah, there. it would be interesting. There, uh, for sure. Will um, you do it out of the uh, the Quantum Week account? Yeah. Wow. This has been a big week for you. Have I been doing a good job with well, it? Well, uh, <laughs> I doesn't like it. All right. No, I, mean, I, I think I, do I, anymore, I, no, no. I, I <laughs> just think like it's some growing pains, and you. What are the growing pains? You know what I really liked is the the. Um, I think you missed a word in the first. The, I did. I, I missed, missed a word. Matt, you make, you make you know. <laughs> all right. I know I do, but it's just right. I don't know. I didn't say anything yep. at the time. I didn't. I did miss one word. One one of the tweets I did. I missed a word. Yes. The first tweet ever. Imagine like no, but I just Matt, thought it was funny. Listen, imagine giving a shit about that. Like I'm doing. I'm try- like it's not the creative or not creative, but like whatever. I'm doing some, well, some a little different stuff than you usually see in there. But Matt's fixated on me missing a word in a tweet. Fixated. I said this this once to one time. It's God forbid like, you miss a word. No, and I just said in the first sure tweet. Out. Well, so defensive about it. I am. It's it's like, that's not a thing because I hate that. I hate that thing. Well, I, no. I mean, you've just said things about my spelling before too, and I get it. Like I, I, I ignore a lot of it. I know. I just thought yes. it was funny because you're a stickler for spelling and in grammar, yeah. and then you missed a word I on that very first tweet. I know. I just thought it was funny. I know. And then. No one cared. Matt, no. Matt like retweeted. Was like, "This is fun." All in lowercase, by the way. No, no grammar there. And um, no, I said, "This is fun" because it was your first tweet. You didn't say you were all your. Was, this was fun. That all I said, right? Because this is fun. All, this is your yes. first tweet. Because yes. everybody knew that it was your first tweet. Because people were asking about yeah, it. In the thread people, and stuff. people really seemed upset about that word being missing. No, I got, a, I got a lot of DMs about it. You're, people were super really, defensive about it. I don't. Well, because it's like not a thing why. to care about. Because that's a stupid thing to care. I about. don't care. You didn't see me like. Hey Chris, did you did you check and make? Do you sure you want to you don't want to delete that one and put the real? I didn't do any of that. I'm just making. But so that's your takeaway from the week of me doing some of the tweets this week is that I missed a word in one of the tweets. You have given me shit about my tweets in the past, including my spelling and grammar. And so I thought it's it was the content, funny not the, that the, the very okay. first one had that problem in it. 
Oh, you're really you're sensitive about it. I'm I, sorry. I'm not no, sensitive. I think you've done, I'm, I'm more, wait, I'm more wait, thinking wait, like, wait. how did I end up doing a, a podcast with this asshole for 200 <laughs> shows? Like, how did this happen? What do you mean? What have asshole? I done wrong? Because oh. there's nothing worse than that guy. He's like, oh, oh you you've the been word. That, oh, you've been that guy to me when? too. Like, when? Like, we're in the me? Slack, like proofreading tweets to go out to people. Oh no, you've said to people, you've you've said it before that I've misspelling and stuff on Twitter. You definitely have. Was it like funny or was it like a, I don't know. I'm not angry I don't remember doing it. that. I don't, I'm not angry about yeah. it. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Fu- <sighs> You're really sensitive I'm not about sensitive. it. That's so too, it's too bad. It's, it's nothing sensitive. Are you, I just, it's just annoying. I'm sorry annoying. you're annoying. No, no. It's, no, no. Hey, you should say, I'm <laughs> sorry. You were used to say is that you're sorry that you're annoying. I'm not annoying. Okay. That's what annoying people say. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, no, I think the tweets have been a lot better this week because I've been, you know, I've been adding a little extra, a little extra wrinkle to them. A little, uh-huh. little more fun. Yeah. Well, um, a couple of different things. Actually, no, you're normally in your, in your personal, your regular person, you are more, you're more fun than you've been on Twitter. I actually am hoping for a little bit more fun from our, our QW account. Well, I'm not going to like, it's not going to be like, uh, all right. You're fine in your way. It's a new thing. It's a new week. I like that I've been adding some different things like uh, I do appreciate the TV the ratings. That's very that good. was the tweet about. It was about the TV ratings for that week, which is an interesting thing. We haven't done that before. Totally. But instead, Matt's obviously fixated on, on me missing a word. And then like some other fixated things. Fixated uh, is kind of a strong <laughs> phrase. I know that you want to, you know, you so, want to make it bigger was, than it actually was. I said, was. what do you think about the week it, with the tweets? And you, you. I uh, think you did a phenomenal job. Is that uh, what you want to hear? Yeah, a little geez. pat, pat, pat on the back. You like a little pat on the back. Been great. So impressed. Really impressed. Yeah. So no, I thought I'm, I'm glad you're doing it. Thank you. Yeah, it's good it. for the show. It's, it's I appreciate it. Uh, so, uh, but I'll do a poll. You know, uh, hopefully I get all the words right, and uh, and we'll we'll get that we'll get that out and see what, see what you guys think because it is strange for us to not do the blockbuster. Um, but Twilight is such a even though it was a blockbuster, it's such a, it's ni- a, a niche film, right for that generation for that age group, and also it's more of a, a movie for women than for men. And we have a mostly male audience, so I just think role models seems to make make yeah. Because we were thir- basically thirty when that came out. Yeah. So the majority of that audience is probably fifteen. I mean, what's the what would be the average age? Teen, teenager. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like teenage teenage girls, thirteen yeah. to sixteen or something. So, yeah, I mean, I think you know, right? It's a PG thirteen movie, but I'm sure you know. I know books sold a lot, so I'm sure it wasn't sure. just teenage girls that read them. I'm sure other women and even you know some men read them. I'm sure you know, but uh, they, you know they, they were huge hits. Um, so they we'll were. talk. Maybe, maybe we'll love the movie. Maybe we'll come away. We'll become Twilight fans. I've seen it, so um, there we go. I'm sure, you have. <laughs> We've <laughs> talked about that. Not you a know surprise. That. You know. That. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, my God. Um, uh, no, our Patreon show uh, this week is another uh, movie that our audience will love. It's the proposal with Ryan Reynolds. Right. <laughs> <and Ryan Reynolds. laughs> yep. That will be uh, tomorrow's Patreon show. So if you're not enticed enough to spend five dollars a month, you can hear us talk about the proposal. Is that all we charge? Feels like we give and we give and we give. Should probably up that, don't you think? Five bucks? How awesome are we for five bucks a month? (laughs) (laughs) So it was at seven minutes and I hate him so much. Um, Let's talk Star Trek. It's my birthday week. You can't. You can't. I can. uh, I can hate you every day. Every day of the year. No, no. I try. No, uh, Uh, Star Trek. Yes, Star Trek. You actually, so did you do a, you did a poll today on on whether or not, uh, on Star Wars or Star Trek. Right. The whole universe. What do you like better? Star Wars universe, the whole enchilada, TV shows, movies, everything. Or the Star Trek universe. Are you going to answer that? Because I'll answer too. Do you want to answer it first? I can go first. Sure. I, I'm I'm in the minority. Uh, the poll, by the way, came out 75% Star Wars, 25% roughly 70% or yeah. around there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 25% Star Trek. I'm more Star Trek guy. There's only three Star Wars movies I even like, and I've seen them all. I'm so burnt out with Star Wars, and Star Trek has so many layers, so much more depth to it. 
It has so many more interesting. I'm not saying the movie is the best, but the show, especially Next Generation, and and uh, but even a movie like this is is enjoyable. Where the Star Wars movies, so many of them are such a slog, especially the reboots. These reboots are better. Uh, you hit the nail on the head with that one. I mean, Star Trek by a an absolute mile. I mean, think of it. What are there, 9, 10, 11 movies? I don't even know how many movies. There's a ton of movies. You've got- there's 11. Uh, oh, I think there's 11 of each, right? Uh, yeah, I think there's a, a Some, 11 Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, I know there's 11 Star Wars, right? If you count yeah, that's Solo right. and yeah. uh, Rogue One. Uh, so it's 11 Star Trek. Something like that. Uh, Star yeah. Trek. Not just that, though. You have um, two series that are absolutely great. Next Generation and Deep Space Nine are great. And I I really like um, the the original as well. I think it's, especially for the time, if you look at it through the lens of like when this was, it was groundbreaking. It was a great series. Voyager is good. Um, so you've got like four series that are are like rewatchable and all those movies, the con there's just so much more content and you're absolutely right. There's three good. You have a problem with, uh, with Jedi, I think, but three good star, uh, star Wars movies and rogue one is, is good too. Rogue one's good, but the rest of them are Jedi like, is not a good movie. I like it, but, but I understand, I understand the problems. I get the, the first, the, oh, the, I guess the reason that people will say star Wars and the reason I had to think about it for a second, at least before I picked is because star Wars, the movie, right? The original yeah, yeah. new hope. That's better than anything that Star Trek has done individually. I don't think so at all. I mean, it not, just, just on its own, on its own, but not better than like a series. Not better than like than, than next generation. Yeah, you yeah. told me I can only have one thing in my life: next, next generation or Star Wars, the original movie. No question. Yeah, I would too. But, but I mean, like, but but it, I'm saying just as a piece of yeah. just like one episode or whatever. I mean, it's great, but I think it's. I feel like we overvalue it a little bit too. I think the original is is very good. It is very, and good. I think the original sometimes is almost underrated because because uh, Empire Strikes Back is very good. It is. So I think it, you know I know it's the cool thing to say. I understand. I'm not saying you're if you say this you're not uh, you're not being true to yourself. But a lot of people will say Empire Strikes Back is better than Star Wars, and that's fine. I disagree, but I that's fine. But both those two movies are so good. They I mean, really they, are. They elevate because those those you know whatever you like uh, Jedi I, you know, whatever it's fine whatever I'm not gonna, but but then the next three those those oh, prequel, they're horrible they're they're they are trashier they, than anything that Star so Trek has bad. ever done. Well, actually, that's not true. So Star Trek uh, Enterprise, which was the, the Scott, Scott Bakula one, one, fucking sucks. I, I watched it because I but I, I was pot committed. I felt like I had to, but. Mm. And I haven't seen Discovery, so I don't know. I, have about, not. I don't know about and that. And I haven't seen the, is the it, Picard, Picard either. One? Yeah, but I do want to. I do want to see Picard in particular is is uh, interesting to me because I love him so much. But uh, but but d d d besides that, like th those the next three movies are it's probably the bottom of the fucking heap. I mean, they're they're so bad. Uh, and in the so next, in the following three movies, I did like um, uh, the the Force Awakens. Yeah, that I thought was that good. was pretty good. But then the more you think about it, you know, it's, just it's just basically the original Star movie. Wars it's a again. retread of the original movie. It's, right. You know, be, almost beat by beat. And then, you know, the payoff for some of those characters in the next yeah. two movies were, were not good. And it's like, uh, it's just, you know what it is? It's a lot. And I did like Rogue One, but Solo is horrible. Solo's bad. And I, I will admit, I have not seen Mandalorian. I know a lot of people love that. Okay, I forgot. Yeah, Mandalorian's good. So, it is good. Uh, you know, I'm sure it is good. It's gotten a lot of good reviews. A lot of people uh, who I tr like their opinion love it. So I'm sure it's quite good. But like, you know, that was like, and you, do you like those cartoons, the Clone Wars? I think they're fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not for me. Cause so. you get a lot of back there. Yeah. There's, there's, cool I don't like that. But you that, don't like cartoons. That anyway, so. Yeah. I don't like the cartoons. So, yeah. you know, and it's just like, eh. I look, I, I, I'm burnt down on star Wars and, uh, maybe a lot of it is recency bias, but maybe not because it's not like these three. So I saw these three, the three star Trek movies, the Have three you reboot. Seen, you did see it. I, for some reason I thought you only saw yeah, the first one. No, I saw all three of them. The second one kind of stinks. It does stink. Uh, no, it's not trash, but it's not good. But the third one's quite good. It is good. And um, 
so I like, you know, if you told me I had which three movies you had to pick, the three Star Wars reboots or the, you know, seven, oh. eight, nine of Star Wars, it's not even question. No. Star Trek by, by quite a bit. This is not a great movie. I'm going to give this a B. It's a thumbs up. I recommend it. It's a fine movie. It's a good entertainment. Um, it's, it's good entertainment. It's, it's, uh, I really, the way they integrate the reboot by having Leonard Nimoy come back and then having it be kind of like, hey, it's these characters again, but now they go on new adventures. Sure. I think that's, especially at its time, it was actually a pretty innovative, cool yeah. way to do it. We, now we live in this world of reboots where, especially on TV, you have so many like- And you have to explain it away somehow. But even so, we're, like, we're so used to seeing older characters, like Fuller House. Or, you yeah. Know, we're so used to revisiting these older characters kind of coming back. Like, I know it's a stupid thing, but Girl Meets World. Oh, you don't even know Boy Meets World, but Girl Meets World. So yeah, I know, I remember. And like the daughter, so it was more of the daughter's adventures, I guess. I've never seen an episode of this show, but from my understanding, it's more of the daughter's adventures, but it's kind of spearheaded by the the parents, you know? Yeah. Uh, Punky Brewster, I think, kind of was doing kind of a similar thing. Um, uh, Or so I'm told. I have not seen this show. But but this kind of does that with uh, when a new book comes in, but then spearheads a whole new series of adventures with these characters. And... uh, the characters are cast really well. Oh, they really are. I mean, Chris Pine, I, you know, I'm a Chris Pine we, well, we fan. We loved uh, Hell or High Water. Yeah, he's one of he's, our favorites. He's an underrated actor, I think. He's he's very he's good. He's really good here. And it would have been so easy and so lazy to do a bad Shatner impression. Yes. And so many people would have done that. But Pine just does his own thing, but it still feels like some elements of Shatner. It does. It's actually but, a really good but if performance. if he did the speaking gate of Shatner, we'd be like, ugh. And so ugh. many guys would have done that. They would have. Yeah. And he and But he's still, but he doesn't ignore Shatner's essence. No. That like, hey, I'm just, I'm out here. I'm just kind of being wild. I'm being really human, right? Because the whole thing is the the beating it off of Spock. Yeah. Who's, you know, it's all heart with yeah. Kirk and it's all brain with, and, and both, and Zachary Kinto. Does a, he not does a, a great, great actor a in the rest of his world. Yeah. He was pretty good in Heroes. I think he's good. But he's, oh, yeah. But he's Sorry. fantastic in this. Yeah, I think he's really good. You know, and he, he does it just right. Yeah, I think he's great. And then Carl Urban's great too as Bones. He's a, he, uh, he's a fun Bones, yeah. I, I think he's, I think he's, he's good. I, I like Carl Urban a lot. Um, uh, all, I think they all they're all really cast well. I'm, yeah. I'm not a big, Simon Pegg's a little too much for me. And it's he a little too much for me here. He still did good. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. He's, that character a lot. is a lot though. Scotty's yeah. like that. I just think he's a lot. But it's fine. The good. They're all, they're all, they all do a good job. My biggest issue with this movie though is, uh, is the lens flares. Honestly. Well, I shouldn't say that. The biggest issue with the movie is that mm. it's, not, it's not particularly a very good plot. My second biggest issue with this movie, because it's trying, I get it. It's trying to introduce these characters it from is. generation. It's, yeah. it's more of a, you know, it's, it's a true reboot in every sense yeah. of the way, you know, it's, it's trying to be an epic, like Superman, the movie a little bit, but then it also is trying to be this like action packed space adventure but also has to introduce it has a lot it has, it has to, a do. Lot to do yeah so it's it's you know it's a diff- definitely a difficult thing to do but it, those lens flares man they really annoy the fuck out of me i'm not gonna lie interesting and it i know it's a small thing but it just it's throughout the whole entire movie it's so needless he says he jj uh, abrams by the way of course directed this yep he says he did it to be the movie would be more optimistic i think he was trying to do this as a counter to the batman begins the nolan movies which he felt were very dark um, which are better movies, uh, which are very dark okay. films. And he wanted this to be kind of a fun, optimistic. But why does genre. lens flare do that? I don't understand. He like, feels lens flares are optimistic. But I don't, I, I, I guess I, I don't understand. I, I don't either. By lens flare, you mean like you see light coming through the, the, the light will the like camera. pop in. Yeah. And then also almost looks like the film is undeveloped. You'll see almost sometimes like purple or blue lines. Yeah. Um, which completely takes me out of the movie constantly. Cause I, it looks I'm like a constant, mistake. Yeah, and I'm constantly reminded I'm watching a movie because I'm seeing. Oh, uh, yeah, seeing, right. There's something in between. I'm you. seeing a camera's yep. view. It's a lens. I'm seeing the lens, and it's like, why? Why am I? Why is it? And the second one, it's it's in there even more. I think the second one might be in there every frame. It's something crazy like that. Oh, that's fine. And he did not direct the third one. Justin Lin did uh, from Fast and Furious. Right. He directed the third one, right. which is a much better movie. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, it's really, it's really trying to me. Like it was really obnoxious. And it's a shame. If I was a huge Star Trek fan, I would have been really pissed off because I would have been really looking for this movie and then I'd constantly be distracted. Um, especially when the performances are so good. And some of the set designs are pretty cool. Oh God. Yeah, it's like, why take is, away from that? The Enterprise is beautiful. Like, it looks it, cool. The bridge is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Why pull us? I also love the costuming in this. Yeah, me too. It's fantastic. Yeah. There's some throwback, I think, to the original because it's all at, a throwback. Right. In exactly. the styles, like even like Ohura's wearing Ohura's like go-go yeah. boots and like a skirt. Yeah. But it's like, oh no, that's cool. Like, and you, you know, you, I like the, don't even mention it, but like you're maybe in this time period, was it tw- 2200 or something? 23, uh, yeah. Something, something like that. Yeah. Like I think they were having, maybe they're like, oh, well, we're having a 60s resurgence or this style is back in vogue again. Like it made sense. You don't need to call out. You can just wear it. And it's cool because it's what kind of almost what they wore in the 66 version. Yeah. So it was, I thought it was like a really organic, everyone looked great. The sets look great. Why am I? And the acting is as good as it's going to be in this Sound kind of is movie. amazing too. You have all those awesome effects that you like the submarine effects and they're just done so well. The music is amazing. I was bummed out. We don't get the theme until the end. I mean, I, I get, that's why they do it, but that, I think they, it up with that. That's fucking great theme. I think, do they, they actually, in the end, I think they do the end of the, they do the second theme, right? They do the one that, that ends the show. They do that, you're right. You're right. Which I love. That is a an amazing piece of music. It's all half steps. It's a really fucked up melody, and it's so awesome. I, I love that piece so much. You're right. That is the end. You're I, right. But it's still but it sounds great. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I love that piece. I could have done with a lot more of the old show's music. Or even some of the some of the movies have some good music in them too, actually. I would have liked yeah. to heard some of those. I think was it Jerry Goldsmith did the scores for I those films? Think like those so. are those are good. Yeah. Like let's, let's, I mean, I get it's the, it's the you know, Michael was a Gashioni's that you mentioned. He's the guy that uh, did Lost, of course, which yeah. has some of the best scores of any TV oh, show you're going to have. Absolutely. Um, but uh, I would have liked to have heard more, but I admit that's a mild complaint. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to really. I really enjoyed it. It, it sounded So what are you going to get this movie? Uh, B plus actually. So. All right. I'm, I'm right there. Yeah. It's, it's so fun. Like I know there's problems. Like actually. There's I, a lot I, of problems. I had a problem with the, with the way that that Kirk refines Spock on the planet. It's just too convenient. And then actually I didn't really like it. doesn't Nimoy. make any sense. No, it doesn't. How, how is it? Like he's on this random ice planet. And, and well, cause it's, a, I guess cause it, it was the same world that they were going to blow. It was Vulcan. He's off of Vulcan right. that he was going to, you know, so. I but guess think about how, how big is this place? And he just happens to run into the I know, very cave I know, Spock I know. is in. I know. That, that's, that's, like that it would have been better if Spock was looking for, cause Spock knows Kirk. Right. Why not have Spock and Spock, and Spock in theory kind. Well, I know it's a different timeline because Kirk's father's dead, but. Spock should have some sort of idea where Kirk's going to go, in theory. But it sends, he's just, instead, he's just like, oh, strange that you're here. It's like, yeah, no shit, it's strange. Right, Thanks and he saves his life right before he's going to die. Like, yeah. it's a perfect time to meet him. I know. It's such lazy screenwriting. Is, you're right. How big is this world? Is this world like 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 a mile? And it's not and, even, he, find, he literally finds him right before he's going to die. Perfect timing. Like, that's just, that's so lazy. Why do yeah, that? I don't like, like that These either. are good actors. This, yeah. is a, a, this is a good movie. Like, that's what, you know, I know Abrams is like, oh, those Nolan movies are too dark. Well, I tell you, those Nolan movies make a lot more sense. They do. They're not perfect, but they make a lot more sense. They, they definitely have a lot more respect for their audience. The movie yeah. does not have a lot of respect for its audience. No, I'll say that. That sucked. I actually didn't like the way that, uh, that, that Spock Prime was written either. I didn't like his dialogue. And I, I didn't think, so it was tough. I was oh, like, no. Did, Limo, did, did Nimoy not deliver this well, or is it just that... The script wasn't very good for him. I, I didn't like that part. So Roger Ebert gives this film two and a half stars, by the way. And oh, yeah. he says that Spock, or Nimoy Spock, is the most human character in the film. Well, they, I mean, he is a lot lighter than, than new Spock. But he's saying he's like lighter than anyone. I don't think he's lighter than Kirk. I don't think so either. No. I thought he, I thought, I, I, I'm, 
I'm going to give Nimoy a complete pass here. It's so much fun to see him. I know um, it is. It makes it so much better. I do like, I know Abram said, well, I didn't want him just to be like sitting at a campfire telling stories. I get that. But uh, the same token, to have him like just run up this torch was so lame and cheesy. Or just dis- if disable the vehicle, disable a spacecraft orbiting Vulcan yeah. or something, and then the start, and then the so enterprise happens upon. I mean, there's ways to do it's, it. It's a science fiction. You can do anything. You can have him meet him anywhere. Right. Or have any reason to meet him. Weird planet um, right before Kirk dies. I, I, I think it's so much fun to see Nimoy. I and in fairness to Abrams, you know, you get someone like that. You know, he you know he wouldn't die for six more years, but he's obviously Still older. Guy, yeah. He's an older guy, so you get him. There's not a lot. It's not like you can cast him, but you know what I mean? You're kind of stuck with what you get. You that's get this true. old guy that's true. Was never a great actor. I mean, I don't know, was never a great actor. No, no he's, he's, he's great, great for as fuck. Right. But he's never a great actor. No. So, like, all right, you get this old guy, just. Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> just kind of get through. You know, kind of like doing the show with you. You know, you just, right, just got to get through. This older guy here, he's just trying to do the best you can. Fixate on one word. He's, just, he's like, all right, just, let's get through it. Uh, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll get over that sometime. I know. Yeah. Apparently, it hurts you. I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't mean to just give you a little bit of grief. No, no, just you. Notice, like that, that was your takeaway is what bothers me. Not, not that I missed the word. That wasn't my only takeaway. Yeah. Someone take you away. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but was, was, you know, so you get that you're almost kind of like, you, you get what you get. Yeah. And I think he looked great. You know, for oh, what, you did. know, like, yeah. And, Absolutely. And the scene with him and, and Kinto, Kinto actually did it really well. Mm-hmm. The only thing, and Ebert mentioned this in his review too, is like, no one's ever surprised. To, like, no one's ever as excited as they should be. Because you see <laughs> yourself, you're like, holy what? shit. Like, if I saw, like, an old version of me, I'd be like, oh, motherfucker, this is crazy. How did it all go? Yeah. <laughs> like, you go bananas. And I get it's Fox, who's going to be more chill. Yeah. But see, people still should be, like, freaking out. A little bit. No one ever does. But that's that's movie. It's yeah. the same. You know what bothers me movies, too? Not in this movie, but other movies. What? No one ever no one ever ends a phone conversation right. They never go, bye. It's always, they just hang up the phone. I feel like that's a new thing. Is that not a new thing? Because people people don't say goodbye anymore, but I always say goodbye. It's like, like real over life. and out, motherfucker. Don't you say over and out in real life? Don't you say goodbye? I don't say over and out. I'm not looking to lose No, I'm saying. I say goodbye. Exactly. Or Everyone says goodbye. Or goodbye yeah, or of course. Yeah. But in movies, they, they, they actually just end. Like people just hand the phone. Like, no, but I think that that's, don't you? I thought no, people, no, 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 people no. nowadays don't do that. No. I feel like that's. People just don't hang up the phone. They say goodbye, right? Yes. Then why do they show that in movies? Well, because it's a, it, it, it makes it longer. Like no one, no one want, no one needs to see someone go, Okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right, see you later. Bye. No, like, but they could just say see ya or bye or something. Quick. They could, but they don't. That's dumb. I agree. It drives me crazy movies. It's one of those things that just really irk me. I thought that that's what like kids did now. Oh, I, I don't talk. I mean, I know you talk. I don't really talk to a lot of teenagers. They're not as many as you do, so you might. I talk to zero. I'm just saying the way that pop culture shows it now, it seems like but, but people even, don't even hang Even movies in the, phone, the right? 70s and 80s, they did that. That's what they did? Yeah, okay, it's just like, it, but it's really irks. It just takes me out of the film. Oh, like, I hate it. You would never hang up on someone like that. Fuck no. Um, but, uh, so that kind of would be crazy along with it. No one's ever impressed with the thing that's happening in front of them. No one's ever excited like that. No. It's so, it's so it's never, it never feels like a real, uh, a real thing. But, um, so anyways, I had a problem with that, okay. but I, but what I wanted to say is that the movie is so fun. The effects are really great. It's so big. The sets look so good. It's a lot of fun to watch. So Abram says that he hates green screen. But there's like, and he's like, I, I, I use miniatures and I use it. There's a fucking shit ton of green. It's, yeah, it's all a, CGI. This whole movie CGI. A, what the fuck are you talking about? bullshit artist, but the CGI looks he good. He is a bull, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. He's a, he, I'm not, I'm down on I feel on like JJ. he's a, he's a, uh, like a shim sham guy. Like he, he's, yeah. a, he's tricking us. Yeah. Because think about like what he's done. Reboot of Star Trek. All right, right. well, it's not great because of him. It's great because it was Gene Roddenberry. Exactly. Okay. Then he does like the Star Wars movies. Not good. No, he's, and it's, they're not great because of him. They're great because George Lucas. 
Yeah. Like as much as I have issues with Lucas, like right. those characters are cool and unique and inter- that world's unique and interesting. Did Abrams do, Abrams do the, um, the, what, the, was it 13? Oh, what was the movie with Spiel, the Spielberg yeah, produced? Uh, uh, Party? Uh, 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 no, 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 eight. No, no. Uh, uh, Super eight. Super eight. He did, he directed that, right? Yes, he did. I thought he did a good job there, but that's well, Spielberg. It's Spielberg. Yeah. That's a Spielberg yeah. movie. Right. Uh, and then he also, of course, is famous. People say, well, Chris, what about Lost? Okay, yes, he had kind of the basic idea for Lost, which is like Survivor with the plane crash. Yeah. But that's Lindelof, who you love from Leftovers. Of course. And I'm sorry, I forget the other guy's name right now. I'm completely blank. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's the, those two guys, the show yeah. Abrams, I think, wrote three episodes, directed two, and by the first, you know, he was gone. He's gone. Like, so you can't, you can't blame for Abrams for Lost kind of having this terrible ending, but you can't really give him credit for that show. That wasn't his show. He was not that involved with it. So then what the fuck has he done? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention some of the Oscar nominations. But Lindelof was also on this. You see, he didn't get a writing credit, but he- He uh, was, he did. He, he helped clean up the script a little bit. Yeah. Spielberg was there too for this. Oh, so, uh, very lightly. He's yeah. on set a couple times, but yeah. Um, so it's got uh, four nominations. I saw So I want to see if you agree with these nominations. Yeah. Uh, it got nominations for Best Visual Effects. <sighs> I mean, well, so there are a lot of good movies now, but I don't know what would have- Well, that was the year of Avatar, a year of uh, also District 9, but Inglorious Bastards came up. But I just, I just want to know if you just if you have an issue with something like- I have no issue there. The no, visual, no, no this of course movie, not. My issue was the lens play, but that's not, that shouldn't penalize yeah. the effects. Right, right. This one for Best Makeup. It won against two movies I've never even heard of. Il Devo and The Young Victoria. Don't know either one. Which is wild that Avatar didn't get a makeup. I feel like nomination. there weren't a ton of aliens. You just had the, you. well, no, you get, I guess you have the, you have the Vulcans and you have the Romulans. From, yeah. They, I guess I, Eric Bana's like makeup. Uh, yeah. Uh, I thought the Vulcans look good with the ears. Yeah. The ears, I guess, isn't that hard, but. Uh, makeup, I don't know. I, yeah, I, it looks good. The whole I, thing looked good. Uh, this got nominated for uh, Best Sound Mixing. I thought it sounded great. Sounded great. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I Her- love Her- it. Locker won, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. It's also got nominated for best sound editing. I, I, we well, both, again, and I Her Locker it- won that as well. But we, yeah. uh, I don't. I've never seen Her Locker. Uh, by the way, Avatar was nominated for both as well. As was Inglorious Bastards nominated for both as well. Uh, Up was nominated for sound editing, which is a movie we've covered. Yep. And then uh, Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen was nominated for best sound mixing. Just fuck that movie. I think Star Trek's sound was great. I think it's. I think it's actually better than Inglorious Bastards sound. Avatar, I've only seen one of the theaters. I'm sure I'm shocked we have not run to that movie. That's, That's weird. Bizarre. We yeah. Um, I'm sure we will very soon. Yeah. Uh I remember Avatar having great sound, but being a horrible movie. Oh, it looked amazing and I'm dreading sounded, us, I'm dreading us running. I think there. I even did I see it in three D. I, I, I saw it in three D. Looked amazing, sounded amazing, but it's a shit movie. It's so long too. That's gonna be awful for us. I'm really dreading that. Yeah. It's yeah, gonna I, I'm dreading that like I'm dreading the next Lord of the Rings movies. That we have to cover the second one. Uh, Two towers, whatever. Way better than the Avatar. Like that's, but I have the equal dread. Yeah, because they're both. They're all. It was long. so long. Yeah. It's so boring. I have no interest. I'd almost rather watch the Two Towers because I've never seen it than I would Avatar because at least I've seen that. Yeah, and it was dreadful. Um, not good. No, no, I have no problem with any of the nominations here. Yeah, and I think I, I think it, it did all the technical stuff was was really amazing. First time and a Star I, Trek movie's ever won an Oscar. Yeah, I saw that too. Pretty cool. That seems so wrong. I mean, some of the, so, yeah, but some of the, like, a, the first Star Trek is like a really interesting, fun. Oh, the 79 movie? Yeah. The motion picture? With, yeah. Uh, see, a lot of people don't like that. I did. I did too. Yeah. If I, we, oh, so if we run into 79, I'm going to be a little loose with it because I'm always only alive for uh, like, you know. What's... Yeah, but we have to watch it if we, if we so, get to it. Right? So uh, I'm just going to like kind of cherry pick the best of, yeah. and honestly, movies back then were in the theater so long anyway, it's not that crazy. 
but we will totally, if we run into 79, uh, you know, eventually Star Trek, the motion picture is eligible for it's us so, to cover. It's yeah. so different than the TV show. It's like not, it's not as like yeah funny and like goofy. It's like, it's more serious and dark and like long and th- it's, I, I really like that one. I'm surprised that it, that it never been nominated for anything or first time it won. So maybe it was, uh, it was nominated. nominated. It never won. Yeah. It's, I'm not surprised. It's tough to win an Oscar. Know you know? Um, especially for a movie like that. You know what I mean? Like the sign, you know, there's, we were talking a lot about comedy bias. He had any awards. There's just as much science fiction bias for sure. So, um, you know, once you get past the technical awards. So, um, yeah, for a movie to win an Oscar is, is really hard. Like a science fiction movie yeah, like that, you I know, right. um, yeah. cause when you're up, especially for makeup, you're up, you, you know, up against two like movies I've never heard of, but you can be up against sometimes some like movies that could win best picture. Yeah. But then you're also up against maybe. all the tech movies as well. Sure. So you're almost like you're kind of up against everybody. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, I, that's cool. I mean, I'm happy this movie. We're not, you know, I, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm, I'm happy this movie made a lot of money. It was a huge hit. Yep. Uh, I am disappointed though, kind of where this, and we can maybe talk about it when we cover the other two movies, but I'm a little disappointed with kind of where this franchise kind of has petered out. Well, I wonder why, why they didn't, they could have continued. I mean, each, uh, what did they do? Five and five of the, the of second the, one did not make money. The second one lost money. That seems and so weird put, too. And then the third one into, didn't into darkness. That's the second one. Thanks. So. Cause that's the one with, um, with, uh, Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Yeah. Yeah. And then the third one had uh, Idris Elba in it. Yeah. Um, is it beyond? I forget the name. Uh, but uh, the third one, you know, got some critical acclaim as well. Yeah. And then um, it's a cool movie. It, made, it made a little bit of money, but they didn't, it never, neither one of those made as much as this first one did anywhere near it. And it was like, I think people just felt like, eh. And then what happened was too, honestly, Star Wars. Like mm. that, like that, you know, that first one came out, I'm sorry, whatever this, the Force Awakens came out in 2015, so which is a year years. before the third one of this comes out. Oh, right. And then it's like, oh, that just like sucked all the air out of the room. Well, there and was now, a long time. Is everyone too old or uh, would it? No, no. Urban's the only one that looks a lot older now. Have you seen him? He's like really bulky. He's, he's in, in that show you like. Yeah. Uh, um, first season was good. Second season, not And then the, the Anton Yelchin, who's, Dead, who's yeah. pretty good at Chekhov. He's, he's, he's good. He died. He died after the third one came before the third one came out rather, but they'd already been, it was only a month before. So it already finished production and everything. So, um, so maybe there's some trepidation there. And of course there was some rumors Tarantino was going to direct the fourth one and write the fourth one, but that hasn't happened. Dot, dot, dot yet. If it does happen, it'd be weird. He wanted to do an R rated version, but with that cast, I think, but then I heard rumors that he didn't want to do with that cast. And, uh, yeah, I know it's been kind of, it's kind of a shame. It's a shame. I, I'm always bummed out. I, it sounds like you agree that Star Wars. I always I feel like doesn't get the respect it deserves. I feel like Star Trek. I'm sorry, Star Trek. Yeah. Excuse me. Does not get the respect it deserves because Star Wars kind of steals all the thunder. It does. And yeah. people almost look at Star Trek and almost like laugh at it in a way. Sometimes I, I don't. It's so much more intelligent than Star Wars. I don't really get why people laugh at Star it. Star Wars also, besides the sci-fi, has the fantasy element too there's like there's another angle to it star wars star wars does. okay so yeah, you, you said it right you said it right i just want to clarify yeah it does so i think you can capture a you can capture a broader audience with uh with star wars and you can star trek star trek is usually it's kind of a geekier thing but it's smarter and it's given us way more content like way more good quality fucking content i can't t- so the last little bit of uh deep space nine is eh, in the seventh season but six and a half fucking seasons of that thing is great. There are some like just amazing. I've seen some amazing, some of the best TV ever made is in, is in, uh, in Star Trek properties. 
some of like the most thought provoking things that I've ever seen has been in, in next generation. I'm, 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 I, I, love I haven't generation watched a lot too. of deep space nine, but I've watched a ton of next generation. I've seen so every, good. every episode. It's fantastic. It's, I love um, the first season when they're still figuring it out and Picard is such a fucking bastard. I love it. It's it's a really good show. Um, and they have really, and it's, you know, it, it actually holds up. I know the effects don't, whatever. No. But, but the storylines really do. And it reminds me a lot of, uh, are you a Twilight Zone fan? Um, I, you know, I haven't seen it forever. I used to watch, I watched it as a kid, yeah. but I don't, I don't remember. I that. love it. One of my top 10 favorite shows of all time. I have all, you know, yeah. I'll go back to my physical media thing, but I have them all on, on Blu-ray. I love them. I, I watch them. I watch them quite a bit. I really love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. Um, but Star Trek is very similar to that in that obviously it's different where you have, you know, Star Trials and anthologies, different characters every yep. week. But Star Trek deals with a lot of those same plot points of like some social injustice or, or things or that are in, the or, meaning of identity or weird or just things that are, are about us or a lot of like, uh, um, like almost like a sociology that college course was a TV show. It would be Twilight Zone. But it also would be Star Trek, yeah. Because um, they, you know, they go on all these different adventures, and you know, the uh, Star Trek is, is very similar. It, it's all you know, the characters don't change very, you know, very much. The, the main characters, it's, it, but it's just it's kind of how they react to the world around them, and then how that world reacts to them. That's sure. the interesting part. So even though the characters remain the same, uh, and the setting is always on the Enterprise, or he starts off there. The the things that they're battling or talking about or dealing with every week is very similar in theme to Twilight Zone. Yeah. I love both shows, and both shows are incredibly smart. Both shows will take the choice of being smarter over the choice of being exciting or the choice of being um, explosions or you know that sort of thing. Action, yeah, uh, which is what disappointed me about this movie a little bit. And I get why they do it, but this movie chooses action over it intelligence. Does. Yeah, it does, but it's super fun. Like I know. There's no reason why they couldn't have beamed down into that fucking drill. But I love the fact that they jumped out of the fucking Enterprise and space, you know, space dropped yeah. onto the drill and then had a fight I, on there. I but just it was get so bored. Cool. I yeah. just get, I, I, I think, you know, it might be, might be me. I'm, maybe I'm just, I'm done with the action sequences. I can understand I wonder that. if you age out of those. I, I just feel, I, I have no excitement watching these things anymore. I just like sit there, I'm like, oh, it's like a white noise. Watch it, watch them pretend to fight and then... Someone wins and like, all right, let's just get the plot going again. Yeah. I, I can't, I don't know. Maybe it's me. Yeah. Do you uh, still get excited watching them? You're like, yeah. yeah right. I, think, I think it's fun really? to watch. Yeah. I or just that. like the vastness. I, I like contemplating the vastness of space. And so, um, that's different. But space I mean, like, is like big ship and like, oh, sure. That's different. But I mean, like watching like Kirk or the, you talk about that drill scene, right? Yeah. The drill so scene. watching like Kirk fight that guy. Yeah, I thought it was fun. See, I'm just like, I'm just like, uh, yeah. I, 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 and I, it's something that's happened the last, I think five years ago, I enjoyed action sequences more. Something happened. I, I, now I just like, look at it. It's like, oh God, just like, I just get bored with it. I get it. But so, no martial art. What about martial arts though? Uh, yeah. No, that's not really interesting me anyway. Yeah. But I used to think like some action sequence was really exciting as a kid. I was like, yeah. oh, this is really exciting or whatever. And I want to say when I saw this in the theaters, I don't remember being as bored during the action sequences as I, as I am now. I wasn't bored. I think it's a spectacle. It, 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 it didn't bore me. I liked watching it's it. Like, again. It's like this is just dreadful and boring. I just want them because I like the characters too. I'm like I'd rather yeah. I'd rather see them interact than like watch Kirk fight this guy that you know Kirk's gonna win. It's just like oh, we're just like just wasting my time for these three minutes as they like do this choreographed weird fight. Like uh, all right, there's no. I guess there's no risk. So that's the problem with some of these intellectual property yeah, shows. You, know they're gonna make it. you just know what's yeah. gonna happen. So you're like all right, so why are you wasting my time with this fight? I enjoy these characters. That's the fun of an IP. And that's my issue with the Marvel movies too, to some extent. It's like, I know, but I, like I, I, the characters are cool. They're well-written. They've been around for a million years. Let's right. See. 
But like to watch them fight, when I know how what's going to happen, it's like oh, I guess I can shut that part of my brain off, wasting like, my time. I can say I don't know. I guess I can still uh, say to my as much as this is wrong, anything can happen here, and just and you can trick it. yourself into believing that. I think so. I guess mm. yeah, because it still it still seems like Kirk could fall off that motherfucking drill. Yeah, he's, I know he's, I, but yeah, you know I he's not though. I guess yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I, I can. Yeah, I still I, feel the danger. I guess. I feel no danger. I feel it's like, it's like, I said, it's like watching paint dry. It's so boring. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're pretending to fight. All right. Let's just get Kirk and Spock. Sulu with his sword. I mean, come oh, on. I know. It's so oh, lame. It's pretty cool. Like, oh. no, but you know, it. he's going to be, you know, it's going to happen. Like, it's just like, oh, just right. stab people. It's going to be cool. <laughs> Not that cool. Have green Romulan uh, blood. And it's, it's CGI was too much for me, which is, like I said, it's so funny that Abrams said he doesn't use CGI. Yeah, I don't have 4K. Abrams, Abrams, I, I'm, I'm convinced Abrams is like the PT Barnum of movie making. Yeah, I think he's a bullshit artist. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, he, 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 He's creative because he's got creative properties to work with. Yeah, or he's not creative at all because he steals creative properties right. that he works with. Yeah, yeah. I, he does nothing. I, he's for as successful as he is, he's created very little. Yeah, he hasn't done much. No, no, he's a piggybacker. But maybe that's why you know some of the real creatives can trust him because they're like, okay, we know that he's gonna just use what I created. He's not gonna like do anything really drastic with this thing, so that's okay. So he plays the studio game well or can play the IP well, game well, whatever that is. Yeah, exactly. Whoever, whoever owns the product, I mean, I, the, oh, the IP can be right. like, yeah, I trust him. Right. So that's why Disney hired He's him. He's not going to do anything. Right. Tarantino, like, I mean, you know, we know that we would get an amazing movie by yeah. Tarantino, but the studios would be like, well, you might change like, oh yeah, change the shit up. And I don't know if I'm ready for that. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. He's, Abram is all about fan service. Yeah. And um, and he makes money. His movies make money. You can't argue that. They do. You can't argue success. Although I guess the only thing you can argue is the second Star Trek did not make money. But he, it seemed like he might have been checked out and started to worry about Star Wars at that point. Did he have some other stuff going on? Did he have personal things happening? Did he? Because he was he was in and out of the other movies too, right? Didn't he have to take over for the the Star Wars movie? But he wasn't originally on it because the other guy. I thought Abrams has had his own shit too. Oh no, that's Abrams. That was the other. They fired the other guy. Did uh, what was his? I can't remember his name. But uh, I thought Abrams. Well, had Star some Wars shit movies. Too. They fired a bunch of directors. They fired. Yeah, they, they they've gone through directors a few times. Ron Howard had to come yeah. in for Solo. Oh yeah, you're right. Abrams had to come in. Well, they had Ryan Johnson do the second Johnson. one, the third one, and that one the fans no one liked. I actually like that better than the third one. Me too. But well, <laughs> no, I did. Oh, I did, I did too. Third, you're right. The third, third one's, one's a third fucking one's, mess. The second one, that movie sucks too. Though. Yeah, like, oh, Princess yeah. Leia is like forward. Right? Yeah, I, know, I, know, I, know, I know. The third one. It's, they're bullshit. It, they're yeah. bullshit. I can't defend. At least the second one looks cool because Ryan Johnson's a good eye for stuff. Yeah, and I like so seeing visually Luke again it has some cool like, things. There's, there's but, some fun stuff. But on the island. I, I understand why some true Star Wars fans were really annoyed by it though, because it definitely oh, sure. did. Yeah, and it definitely felt like some little social justice kind of rammed down. Our well, throat. of course, yeah. yeah. That's, that's yeah, all. Yeah. Right. See, Star. See, that's the difference. Like Star Trek will do some of that social justice stuff. So does Twilight Zone, but it never feels as forced, or it makes me at least think about things a little differently. Where with Star Wars or some of the other stuff we see, like like, even like Knives Out, it's just like rammed. Oh, yeah, another I Ryan Johnson thing, but that's a piece just, of shit movie. Too. I don't, I can't believe people like that movie. It's just rammed in your throat, and you're like, all right, like I don't. It's like we know the bat, like it's just yeah, and it's such a, so obvious. It, it's just and it's just like eh. people love that movie. I, was like, I know. Are, well, Netflix signed this big thing, right? A hundred million or something like hundreds of millions of dollars for like three sequels. It's going to be a whole bunch of them coming out of Knives Out. Yeah, Those, it's like a franchise now. Jesus Christ, those are. One worse than the other is how it's going to be. I'm not going to These are the lasso people, the people who like that fucking stupid Ted Lasso You all show. in on Ted Lasso a few, a few weeks ago on the show. Like three or you four episodes. You tell me, I got to get Apple Plus, I got to do this. No, all I did stuff. not. I said, you remember I you were saying, no, saying all this stuff to me about it? What I was saying is, you. May, I was like, I don't know that you would like this, but the first few episodes are good. And then mm. it off a cliff 
off a cliff. It's the worst. I, I, if to, that, that thing shouldn't have been made. The se- especially the second season should not have been made. The first season, first few episodes are like, okay, this is, this is charming and fun. No. You like Vice Principals though, right? Yeah, that's, that's good. good, right? That's, that's funny. Good. I that's love funny them. Tearing up that house. That's so funny. It's a good show. It's They're crazy. Uh, well, oh, I, and I started watching uh, the Norm McDonald. Um, Norm McDonald has a show. I watched a few episodes of that. Um, oh, all right. Last couple of days. Is that good? Yeah, you should watch it. I it's, know. It's really good. I, I will. I, I certainly will. I certainly really will. Good. The first episode with him and um, and uh, David Spade. So good. So funny. That sounds, that sounds <laughs> it's funny. It's so good. He fucks with Spade. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's great. That's really, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's been a fun one. Um, and then wait, he, he did he did it. I have. I gotta watch. I, I need to watch some other stuff. Is but well, someone the, on. Uh, I thought I bring this up. Someone on Twitter was saying we should do dirty work. Have we had this discussion on air? Or did I imagine this? We have not. Had okay, this discussion so on air. someone uh, said uh, we should do dirty work, and my first gut instinct was like, "Oh, we should." But then again, I go, "No, we shouldn't." And uh, I don't. I think that's like a terrible way to review things. Yeah, because we would not be looking at it like nah. from a. Don't get me wrong. If Dirty Work comes up, I would love to cover it. Yeah. We can't um, just shoehorn that. We can't put that in there. I think we just want to do a watch But when along. you start doing stuff as tributes, I guess not. No, that's not what we do. I wouldn't do it as a watch along for that either, by the way. Watch along a bad movie, not a good movie. I know. Um, well, but I was thinking of a way that we could still. Well, like, someone fit could just pick it for a week or whatever, you know, or maybe, maybe we will run into it or whatever happens. Did it make any money? And not a lot. Okay. Um, but it did finish top 10. Uh, okay. So we once. might. We, might we could run into it. Yeah. Um, but I think the shoehorn, I, whatever it was, though, if we start doing that, we start like, oh, this actor died. Let's do one of his movies. I don't think it's the best because like, at the end of the day, like this is like a, like it's a critique show. Yeah, like we're critiquing things. We're not honoring things. Like, no, if you wanted to pick like the rewatchables did dirty work. It's like, oh, that makes sense because yeah. they just, just they're gonna blow every movie, right? Which by the way is infuriating. Listen, I couldn't listen to half of that shit off because Sean Fantasy is such a liar. Like, so he his whole thing is like, oh, all this PC, PC, PC stuff. And then he watches Dirty Work. He's like, oh, it's funny. You know, it was, some things were complicated, but, it's, it, but he, like, he excuses all of it. So it's like, my, my thing is like, all right, so you can watch Dirty Work and see how it's funny. But then if anyone like sneezes the wrong way in 2021, you freak out. Yeah. It's like, all right, like, all right obviously you're, 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 you're full of shit. You're a fucking hypocrite. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're a liar. Yeah, and you're just, you, you, you get your little finger up to the wind right now knowing that there's right. all this norm love. And so you want to capitalize on that, you fucking hypocrite. I believe, no, I actually think he's honest about the norm you, love. Okay, so you think he does think it's funny. Yes. But he's just trying, he's got his finger up in the right. air for the other shit. Right, so Fuck that every, that yeah, that's what I think. I think all these guys, you know, Simmons is the same way. The two yeah, of them did the show together. He's such a fucking and hypocrite. It's it like, it like, no, when this movie came out, you thought it was hysterical. Yeah. And like they say as much. And they're like, oh no, it's so funny. Watch it now. It's so funny. Oh, oh, oh. And it's like, yeah, but then like on the next, you know, listen to, listen to him with the man of fantasy with Dobbins. And then anything comes up at all. And they, and they um, and oh, I'm so offended. Oh, this is, oh, I was taken aback. I was aghast. It's like, oh, give me a break. She, she sucks. She talks out of both sides of her mouth too. They're both hypocrites. They, she, I think, actually believes what she says. Oh, she might, but st- no, yeah, but she could. Uh, I have no, idea. no. Only when it's politically expedient does she believe. But believe I think what she that's says. how I think that's how her brain works. Yeah, no, fantasy, I agree. Fantasy, I think, is a complete. He's so full of shit. She's full of shit. No, fantasy is full of shit. Oh, he's full of shit. Yes, she believes what she's saying. I, I, I do think that. She, but she's still a fucking hypocrite because he, oh well, no, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Megan Kelly can deserve it, but uh, well, yeah, but that's what she thinks. Yeah. Well, you can disagree, with, but I, but I'm saying fantasy is I living a lie. He doesn't really. He's not really that PC. Yeah. He he thinks dirty work's funny, but then like I said, if anyone you know farts the wrong way on a CBS show or whatever, or any any movie he sees, rather he's a movie guy. So any movie he sees, he pretends to be all offended. It's a, it's a lie. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way a Norm McDonald fan is now offended by everything 20 years later. There's no way. No. All right, that's my anti-ringer. Yeah, fuck those guys. For the, for the, 
What a shit, what a fucking shit podcast. So big. It's too bad. It's because it's like not like. I've tried to listen on movies that I'm like, oh, I like, I, you know. The Goodfellas one was good. I don't think I've, ter- I don't think I caught that one, but I've listened to a few and I've been like, this is so boring. We got to start thinking about, say. we got to start thinking about what movie we want to cover for uh, our live show. I know. I'm it's gonna be, it's gonna be something people like, or no, I should say, it's something people have seen, and then we have to decide if it's something that we would, uh, you know, without telling each other, if it's, do we want to have like, a, I, I would like to have an argument with you on the show. Well, you can't make that right happen. But it has to be like a movie that like I know that one of us likes, one of us doesn't like, but I don't know. I don't. You know what I mean? I don't like to pick that way. Let's figure out a good way to pick it. But it has to be like a popular movie, though. Yeah, probably. Because yeah. we want people to have yeah. seen it or at least have a chance to see it or whatever. Well, if, they, if we give them a month's notice, they can watch the fucking movie. I know, but no, but it, you're ha- right, I it guess. has to be something that they're excited about. I think but then so, how right? We, then how do we pick it? Do we do a poll? How do we pick it? I feel a little weird about us just like, let's do this movie. I know, me too. It feels like we're like, that's not our show. No. Because our whole thing is a random. But right. I also want it to be a movie that people will. Let's figure out a way. Maybe we could do a poll. Or we're doing a, like just open up to everybody. They pick whatever movie they want. It sounds like chaos. Like the uh, Christmas thing I'll do, but that's like, no, maybe, that's but maybe super we can, organized. Maybe we could do, uh, we can do like six movies, choose six and then have them choose. I don't know. Mm. Uh, how many, like we could do, we could pick a decade and pick like the number one movie in each decade. Uh, sorry, one. not each decade, each year of the decade. I don't know. Let me think about it. But right. yeah, I don't know. We got, we got, I don't we should like think to just about like that. roll like us pick it. I think I know. All cool. right. Maybe we'll just do, maybe we just do a week and then we'll just tell people in ahead of time, like, Hey, you know, we'll just do the week. We'll pick the week and then we'll have that week. Okay. And he said, if people have a month to watch it, they have a month to watch it. Yeah. Has to be good though. It has got to be like, it has to be a provocative movie. I think so too. It'd be weird to not, I don't know. I'm still thinking tickets go on sale October 8th. Then? I haven't paid any attention to that. Whenever you tell me you want to do it, I'll, I'll, I'll put them on sale. I think in October 8th, it's a good time. Okay. Yeah, we got a couple weeks to do that. Yeah, let's do that. Because then it, it's November. It's, yeah, it's basically five five weeks, four weeks, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. And we're thinking. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll set it up, uh, whether it's Eventbrite or something. Right. I know they'll do tickets through the Strand for us. Yeah. Um, Strand, of course. By the way, the live show can be November 20th in Dover. Yeah. Um, this is what we're so talking about. Five so. weeks ish. Uh, anything else on Star Trek? Uh, cast is good, movie's exciting and fun. Not very like smart. It, you give it a B. Gonna give it a B. Thumbs up. Thumbs up for you as well. You're gonna yeah, B+. yeah. It's fun to watch. I, I like it, and I, I love Star Trek in general. Um, so ready to talk about your favorite thing in the world? This grizzly bear, I think. <sighs> what is that? Is that a grizzly bear? Is that kind a- of. It wasn't a very good one though. No, it wasn't. No. Uh, this one. Yeah. Two Weeks by Grizzly Bear. Um, this is off their album, Vecanimist, released in 2009. It's their third album. Um, Grizzly Bear was really the solo project of uh, Ed um, Drost. He, uh, you know, he kind of he wanted to record his own music, so he set up a little studio in his, his bedroom, wrote some songs, and the first album that came up was, was, came out was, was basically all him. I mean, he had the drummer of the band, um, who is, what's his name? Is it Christopher? Yeah, Christopher Bear, of course, of Grizzly Bear the bear of grizzly bear. He, uh, he did like the drums, but it was all drost for horn of plenty. 
And um, he was really insecure. Like he didn't play live, but uh, just, you know, through friends of friends, um, recruited the other people. Chris Taylor is the, the bass player who actually produced this album. He produced, I think, a number of their albums. And then the last guy was Daniel Rawson, um, who is the other guitar player and the other singer, the other primary writer for, uh, for Grizzly Bear. Drost sings on this one. Um, he has like a, a little bit more crooner voice, whereas Rosen's got a little bit, a little more brittle, a little more folky. And I think his writing is more folky too, like more Stephen Stills, like a lot of the acoustic stuff, intricate acoustic stuff is, is, uh, is Rosen. He's a great writer and guitar player, but this one's all, uh, all Drost. And, um, anyway, so this is their third album. The second album was, uh, Yellow House. That was the first one where all four of them were together. They, uh, they started opening for Radiohead in 2008. They started kind of becoming indie darlings around them. People really liked Horn of Plenty, but it was, you know, didn't really sell very much. Uh, but Yellow House, people, people were kind of enamored with it. It hit some like top, top 20 lists and stuff. And Johnny Greenwood said, this is my favorite band. So they opened, uh, they opened for Radiohead for um, uh, a bunch of the North American tour in, in uh, 2008. And then they reconvened went to Martha's Vineyard and the Cape and uh, recorded uh, this album, recorded Vacatomist. And it was named for Vacatomist Island, which is an uninhabited island off of uh, the coast of Massachusetts. So they are uh, an indie band. They met, I think, because they all went to NYU. Um, Drost has got family. I think he even grew up in Massachusetts. His grandmother's got a house uh, on, um, on the Cape, which is where they recorded this. Self-produced highly orchestrated. They are a very talented band. Um, their production skills are quite amazing, particularly given like how, um, how deep their songs are, how well orchestrated they use a lot of tones. Um, between the four of them, they play a bunch of different instruments. I mean, they're all like, they're all multidisciplinary in terms of their skill set. Most of uh, three of them play guitar or can play guitar. A bunch of them play keys. Um, and like I said, the bass player is also the, he's a guitar player. He's a guitar player of another band too. Um, something of Eagles. What the hell is that band called? Uh, shit. I can't remember his other band. Um, but bass player, guitar player and produces album. He plays guitar in his other band. So they're all like just super great musicians and, um, made this album. This album makes my top 10 all time list. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's, it's like one of those things. So I, um, I'm not a huge fan of their other material besides this album. Oh, okay. Horn of Plenty. I, it's, it's, we, I like kind of their trajectory. Uh, and I don't know their 2017 album that well. I'm going to go and listen to it. Uh, I, I gotta go listen. They're, they've broken up. They broke, uh, Drost mm-hmm. left in 2020. Right. So to become a therapist. Yeah. Which shows you how successful these guys were. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough life. Yeah. I mean, this album sold probably 500,000 at this point. I think it was probably their biggest thing. They were always oh, really yeah. acclaimed. Yeah. So it went gold. Oh, but- no, they're, they're totally indie darlings. You're absolutely right. They might yeah. be, they might, like for a while, they were like, they might've yeah. been the indie darling. I think, yeah. Um, yeah, for I, sure. I did read that article, the Vulture article, because there are there are yeah. some people that they were kind of compared to Vampire Weekend, but they, Vampire Weekend then just Blue went right by Stratosphere them, yeah. by them. Or even someone like Bonnie Vare went uh, Blue right by them. Another player. one of my my favorites is Bonnie Vare. That's all, uh, two of his albums are on my top 10 all-time list. Um. But, uh, but yeah, I think I liked, so Horn of Plenty is weird and even Yellow House is weird. I like what they did. They went from experimental and weird and got poppier. 
I like when bands do that because it's like the creativity is there. We just need to figure out how to harness it into pop songs. I agree. And this, and Vicetimus is like, it's, it's almost on the border where any further experimental or weird would not be pop anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, it's cool. Oh, it's kind of close to that. Border. I, I, that's, my, that's my issue with them. Actually. I figured. Yeah. But yeah. it's, it is on the right side of pop for me where it's like the perfect, it like they nailed it for me. Not there. It, it's uh, it, so it's there with two weeks. Yeah. Two that weeks. Song is a great song. Is, is it's a, a, super it's a very good It's a great one. Uh, Grizzly bear, super talented, super smart. Yeah. Um, super boring. And uh, it's just, this stuff is just, it's just, it's just a drag to listen to. Like, and, and I don't mean like negatively. It sounds negative. I know. Um, so like if someone's like, like my brother-in-law, he loves, I know he loves yeah. so it's like, all right, he, that's, that, that might be his favorite band. It's like, all right, like, I'm not going to like, if someone said that to me, I'm not like, I'm not going like, to shit on him. Like you wrote this album. All right. It's boring, but you know, I might give you some, you know, knock around a little for that maybe, but like, I can understand why someone loves this. Like it's, it's really, it's really well done. Like you said, the production is, is off the charts. Um, the way they construct the songs, you can tell they're super bright. Yeah. Um, really. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you can just tell they have like, they're just really talented really talented, bright musicians. It's not for me. Like, so like my band that I love, it probably is the, it was like the national. Yeah. Like I love the national. They're my favorite band over the last, you know, 15 years. Um, and I did some albums that really, really mean something to me where some people could listen to that and be like, Oh, this is really boring. Cause it is kind of, it's a different tone than this. Like sure. I think national's a darker, which is similar to Matt and I's movies taste. I think how yeah. we look at the world. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm definitely like, I like a darker thing than Matt does. Like I just, uh, I, I kind of love the cynicism and, and kind of the, the negativity is some of the stuff that I think national kind of brings out a bit more where Matt is more of an optimist than I am. Yeah. Um, uh, but at the end of the day though, like both the national, the national, I think is more acclaimed or I'm sorry, not acclaimed, more famous. Sure. And also I guess more acclaimed now because they're more recent, but yeah. then grizzly bear, but there's nothing against grizzly bear, but, uh, grizzly bear, uh, uh, you know, neither one of these are popular bands. I mean, no, you know, you know, no, neither, no, not, neither, not the grand scheme of things. Right. No. So, which also might speak to our taste as well. Uh, you know, this is, you know, you know, our, these albums come out and yeah, maybe like this is true with grizzly bear. It's true with national too. Like when the album comes out, it might chart for a couple of weeks because the fans like Matt and I are out screaming that album of yeah. the day it comes out. But like no single is going to chart. No. Like it, and then after those couple of weeks, it just vanishes. And Nashville's more popular, maybe not the best example, but I think a pretty close one. I think so. Uh, the, the thing that saved Grizzly Bear now is they, they licensed two weeks like everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, it was in a Volkswagen commercial. It was in a bunch of stuff. I think that's probably where I encountered it for the first time because that because because how i sort of fell in love with with grizzly bears that same fucking pandora station that i talked about before it's that saint vincent pandora station which gave me um it gave me uh it gave me imogen heap vampire weekend bonnie bear minus the bear empire of the sun mgmt feist like all these great yeah. indie bands that i love so much that mean so much to me came from that station and this is one of them but i knew i'm pretty sure i'd heard it on a commercial before. Oh, yeah. I was like oh i know this song um, and, uh, and then, you know, they, they got on Letterman with it. Uh, and then they also did a bunch of, they did uh, blue Valentine, the music for that, that movie. And yep. they also did a Philip Seymour Hoffman movie, like in the boat or something. Let's I don't know that. that one, but like, that's all Vicetimist, all the, the album. So Pe that's what like gate elevated them at this time. Oh yeah. People and people will knock a band like Grizzly Bear or some other bands for like, you know, like I said, selling their song to a Volkswagen commercial, but you look deeper. I said, I talk about this Vulture article a yeah. lot. Uh, it's all, it was, it was in the New York, New York magazine and Vulture are partner, uh, the same now, but, uh, but I read it. I read it. I remember reading this. I actually read the actual physical magazine in the subway uh, when I was in New York. 
And um, a really interesting article about how like the economics of being a musician and how like, you know, we don't make much money. Like we're, we're still in the same house, still the same apartment, still drive the same car we did before we were quote unquote famous. Um, and, uh, and they're like, no, like I remember uh, one of the articles I read about them was like, no, the basically licensing the, they need more money selling this commercial to or whatever books or whatever it yeah. was yep. than they did selling records. Yes. Like they're like, we don't make any money selling records. You might make some money touring. Um, but you don't make any money selling records. Yeah. Touring you're paying. Well, all, all these places you're, you're paying a bunch of different people, but when you're touring, you're paying the venue, the venue gets part of your merch. You have to pay your sound guy, your tour manager, your, your, um, your, your lawyer, all that stuff, your promoter. And at the end of it, you, you know, you, you may, maybe you sold out a bunch of, I think they're like their biggest venue on this tour was something like 6,000 people. Like it you know, that, that they right. sold it themselves. Which is still it, a lot. It's big. Yeah, it's totally big. But, but it's you, not enough. 20 like, bucks per, you know, maybe it's your, your, that uh, night is, uh, I don't know, but 60, 6, 12, um, yeah, like 100,000 or whatever. But then the venue's going to take right, half the, of that. And then the venue gets it and then every, pay, everyone right. gets their cut. They and, when, you know, and, you know, these guys aren't assholes. These guys are smart guys who yeah. aren't, you know, busting up hotel rooms. It's not like that. No. They're regular guys like like me or you are listening, you know, and it's just like, you know, they go in there, but like, you know, uh, you know, get wrong. I mean, they're not, you know, it's not like, oh my God, it's so sad. They had to, they had to play music they love and, and they, they made money doing it. We're not saying that, but it is not maybe, you know, I can understand where they're coming from. It's like, well, people just think because we're, we have some acclaim that were like rich and famous. Right. It's like, not really like you're still like, they still have like struggles. Like, you know, they're basically like upper middle class. And it's pretty wild to think that like they're making music we're talking about on this show 12 years later or whatever that yeah. came out. That means so much to Matt. Yep. And a lot, a lot of music people, friends of mine who are really into music, love these guys, like go check out some of these magazines that just, you know, rave about Grizzly yeah. Bear. Um, they made music that means a lot to a lot of people. And even so, like they weren't the, 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 you know, the, the brains behind the band quit to go be a therapist. Yeah. The, yeah. At some point you're gonna They had, they knew we're going to have to make a choice. Like either where we, we, at some point we're going to be less, even less famous. The trajectory is we're going to be less famous than we are right now. Like this is probably our peak. Right. And do we want to do this and struggle along and not be able to set up our family? Like at some point you're going to have to make that decision. That's the problem with being Indie Darling too. It really it's like, is. you know, you really, you know, it's not like, yeah, some Indie Darlings like R.E.M. was Indie Darling in the 80s, right? And they ended up having this huge oh, career in the 90s. A ton of radio and stuff too, yeah. yeah. But, they, but in the 80s, they were very much like college yeah. radio, like, hey, kind of like Grizzly Bear in yeah. a lot of ways, like they're not on traditional radio, um, and uh, but they had their really loyal fan base. They probably, they probably at one point were pretty similar in size, but Radiohead, for whatever reason, was able to make that into mainstream success. But then like, you know, the Nationals definitely like more successful than Grizzly Bear, but they're not a mainstream band like by any means. So they might have these same struggles. You know, you think about, uh, you know, so if you're Grizzly Bear and these are smart guys, you're right, exactly right. They probably have discussion like, all right, well, we've probably peaked from a success point of view. Yeah. Now our music might get better, but we're only getting older. Our audience is only getting older. Yeah. They're going to stop going to shows because they're going to have families and things like that. So like what happens when we're 45 and 50 and we haven't set up a real nest egg for ourselves. And that kind of sucks because it's so hard to straddle that. I mean, there are very few bands like Radiohead. That's probably yes. the only, like the, only, I mean, there's more, but they've probably straddled it as best as you possibly can, where they have enough. They sustain themselves. They've made amazing art. They're indie darling. But they had monster hits before. They like, did. Like the I guess Creep was and like, and, okay, yeah. computer, like sold a shit ton of records. Yeah, I guess you're, yeah, you're right. You're so right. like, because right. of that, they, they bought themselves 
Yeah, the ability to like right to do this weird bebop music that you like. Robot, robot, robots. You know, they can make all that weird nonsense music, and they can, which is what they want to do, which is great. More power to them. They can just do what they want because um, they bought themselves that freedom. Um, but Grizzly Bear never had the bands, never had Oakley Computer. They were it never didn't. able to buy themselves that freedom, which kind of sucks because yeah. even though I'm not like a huge fan of their stuff, I would, if you were like, oh no, Chris, like check this album out. They, they have a, a little bit different sound. You'd really like this. I'd be like, oh, I'd check that out. Yeah, like they're really smart. They're yeah. really talented. Yeah, right. cool. Like it's always a bummer when talented musicians like, get priced out of the business and then like you look at i mean how many songs have we covered on this fucking show that suck that just blow it's just like oh man like you know like that's why so amanda palmer did it right i think we talked maybe did we talk about this on the last episode or maybe you and i talked about in private but amanda uh amanda palmer you know Mm -hmm. she is right she um the doll with the i can't remember her band but she new hampshire band massachusetts band yeah and uh she went soul she's married to neil gaiman right right, right, Uh, right, but she started the patreon route when patreon was very early and she has been able to fund her career like that i think you have that you know the tools are starting to exist now we can go right to your fans but she also has she's married to neil gaiman I know, but that Who's was like pre- yeah. super rich. Yeah, I know. I know. So like, but it, she does, she does a good job. Have you ever yeah. checked out her picture? She does, I a, have not. she does a good job. She says, I want to do this piece of artwork yeah. or this album and I need to raise this much in order to do it. And here is the breakdown of what it's going to cost and why. And then if she funds it, they do it. And I think that's a great way. I think that's a great way because if you go directly to your fans for support, then you don't have to worry about cutting it. You don't have to deal with anybody else. That's in the way of that. Do you think there's any sort of like, um, okay, so like a magazine like Pitchfork or something like that, right? Which which loves these guys or, or you know, loves that uh, a lot of that stuff, you know? If your Pitchfork's like Dreamboat, you know, uh, cover boy or whatever, is that good? Like, you know what I mean? Like it, the shelf life for that, because they're going to, because they're Pitchfork's whole thing or whatever some of these music magazines whole thing is what's next and newest, right? Yeah. So they're constantly moving because that's their job. Uh, their, yeah. their whole thing is like, you know, music fans, want to hear the next great sound. We're going to find it. This month it's Grizzly Bear, but next month it's something else. They're not going to go back. Yes, Grizzly Bear put that in their album. It'll make their top 10 list, whatever. But like, if it's good. Yeah. But like, they're not going to like... It's not going to sustain on Grizzly Bear for a long period right. of time. Right. It's not yeah. like, like when you become super famous, like you too, whatever, every time you put an album, you're on the cover of Rolling Stone. Right. But like, if you're Grizzly Bear, you get like kind of one chance to be the cover because the problem is your audience is always looking for the next the newest because they're like hyper big music fans. Yeah. So that's a really hard audience to cater to i think it is and that kind of sucks it does suck right it's it's a tough life because like i do think it's getting easier it's a tough life because a lot of a lot of it now you can do yourself you know i can make an album probably as good as sounding as what grizzly bear did in 2009 in this space right now because of that room and because of the technology we have so at least from that so i can make art as like with as high quality as long as i'm a good enough writer and the distribution is a lot easier now because you have social media. You do have to build, you have to build an audience a different way, but you have an easier connection point to them and you have different tools like Patreon or, or whatever that, that you can raise directly from fans. So I think it is a lot of, I think it's easy. I think they were in a between state though. I think 2009 was a, was tough. Whereas in 2000, you know, 2021 is easier mm. to make that stuff happen. It would, because they're so compelling. They're such a good band and they were able to sell enough records in a more organic way. I'd have to believe that if they started existing like right now, it would be easier for them to, to be able to fund themselves. They were almost famous the worst time because yeah. they were famous in, you know, just take their sign that sound out of it. Just, just imagine yeah, they're yeah, four yeah. talent musicians yeah. and they're going to play whatever their era is. Right. They're famous in the eight or whatever the eighties and like something like REM 
like they're you're still able to sell records because people still bought records, right? Buy, so yeah. streaming wasn't a thing yet. Yep. And I'm sure, don't get me wrong, you know, REM was touring all over, you know, Georgia, everywhere else, to yeah. try, you know, and having to deal with all these different college radio stations. I'm not saying their road to success was easy, but Grizzly Bear still had to do a lot of those same like kind of tours, but then didn't have the record sales to back up because no one bought records. You know, people were stopping buying CDs and stuff. Yeah. So. And then now you're right. Now maybe it's, although in some ways it's harder because you have the pandemic shit too. You got to deal with, you can't, cause you make a lot of your money doing concerts. But now you can actually do live concerts from your recording space. Yeah, and but would, no one likes that. I think, I mean, Radiohead really innovated that uh, in, in rainbows. They did, they did a concert on new year's yeah, Eve. I know, but who wants to fucking sit at home? Everyone's so tired of virtual. Oh my God. These zoom meeting. Everyone's sick of this shit. I don't think that people are going to venues as much. That's I, the thing. That's what I'm saying. It's like watch. watching, watching a football game at home or watching, or watching a, a grizzly bear concert from home with a nice stereo. System, I think it's I'd be two pretty happy wildly with. different things. Yeah, maybe. Watching a football game at home is very appealing. Watching a concert at home is very different. I don't need all the people, but maybe I'm just old. I just like, no, I, okay, I don't even like people. I just like hearing live music in front of me. Like, I just like being, it's part of being there. Yeah. No, I don't want people around either. It's very I'm rare here. that I have that experience I need to, but Grizzly Bear would be one of them. Everything, everything is another band that that, that would be one. Or Bonnie Iver or Radiohead or something. Yeah, I, I could see that. Not a huge, obviously, they broke up, so it doesn't exist anymore. But if Grizzly, if you told me, oh, Chris, Grizzly Bear is going to be whatever, playing three S art spaces. I mean, I'm trying to get some like local, it's quite too small. But like, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of their music, but like, oh, uh, yeah. I would tell, like, they're really talented and like, yeah, I would maybe see it'll some. help me become more of a fan if I see them, you know what I mean? Like, because they're really good. Yeah. It's just not for me. Yeah. Um, no, I, I yeah, I, I can I I completely understand why you love this album, but man, oh man, I I I, I really do have to say it's I'm too sure. bad. Yeah, I'm it's sorry. Fucking boring. I'm fuck. sorry. Yeah, it doesn't bore me at all. I think um I think the the writing is so innovative. They go from style to style. It Parts is. of it I mentioned before when so here's a Southern Point right the um here's the intro the acoustic part of it. It's all Rose like the the acoustic all part. That's him saying too. The acoustic part throughout this is just, just it's just a crazy part. It's so beautifully written. And there's a lot of movement here and they go from style to style. So you've got this like very Crosby, Stills, Nash beginning to fucking Danny Elfman polka. Fucking Pee Wee Herman. It's just crazy. Yeah, it doesn't bore no. me because they just go from the awesome. their connection points are are interesting. I so yeah, it's I, great music to have on it from reading a book. Like I, it's great background music because it's not annoying. Yeah. Um, and it is talent. It, they are talented. So you're not like throwing off the singer's voice is very pleasant to hear. Oh yeah. The beach boys harmonies too, all over the place. So like I will put these guys on, I will put this on like from just chilling out reading a book, but I'm like, I don't know if that's how their music is necessarily supposed to be listened to, but it's yeah. not, it's not like I said, I, I don't have, that's a, not your thing. It's fine. Yeah. But like, I, I'm not going to sh- make fun of you for this though. I mean, how could you? It's so good. So well constructed. I can be funny for a lot of these, but I'm not going to be funny for this. Yeah. Just, no, no, this is, like, these guys are talented. Is, and you're right. I, I can, like you said, we just explained there. It's like, oh, I can see why Matt digs this. And I could see how, I don't know, if you did a, you know, I don't know. It's I, so sonically interesting. That's yeah, the other thing. Like, there's, there's I, nothing, maybe, maybe, there's you're not feeling, maybe you're not feeling like there's a lot of passion in, in how this thing is. It is? Really feels really downbeat. Almost feels like these guys are like, re, they definitely took the antidepressants before they started playing. It's like, oh, I really like, it's just, uh, I think it's maybe the vo- maybe their voices are like yeah, that. But even yeah. the, the way they play their instruments is very like not this isn't the right word. I know like a downbeat or very low key. Everything's very low key. There is, yeah, it is. A, it's, it's more like, melancholy. All right, like just be excited about something. Jesus Christ. Well, I, I probably yeah, this would not be the right album for me in some moods, I'm sure, but yeah. in many moods, it, it definitely works not fun. Me. 
Not fun. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying not fun. Yeah. Not a fun listen. Uh, I think a very relaxing listen. See, I find it very passionate and emotional, but that's just. See, I find it more relaxing. Yeah. It doesn't do it. No, it's, it's, there's like, like I, I so would, much tension and there's, there's a lot, there's a lot that's going on, but. Like a late, if, you know, it. if I had some friends over, he's like, you know, it's late and whatever. We're kind of, you know, having the last drink of the, or, you know, I'm at a bar is the last, you know, drink of the night here. Someone threw this album on the ju- or a couple songs in the old jukebox. These guys. Do you know, do, good. do you know Deep Blue Sea? It's not on this album. Beautiful song. Do you know it? I listened to the whole album. This is, no, this is not on their album. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if I do. What is this off of? I think they, I don't even actually. It might be on Yellow House. Oh, and I'm sure I've heard it before. Yeah. It's a nice song. It's not, I, 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 it's hard for me to critique this because I don't really have like a true, like, just, I'm just bored by it. Yeah. But it's not bad. Like I said, I, I would put this on my house if I was just like, Wanted something just to chill out to. Yeah. So like I, it's not. There's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with it. No, it's really not. They're, they're and they're very. You can just tell how intelligent they are. You, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head too. Like, I guess my only issue with the production is I just feel like there's no intensity or urgency. But maybe that's just the mood they're trying to get across. If that's the case, then they did it right. But if they're trying to get <laughs> intensity or urgency across, they fail. I think it gets big in in many places, like in Southern Point, right there. But in it, the it still section. feels weak to me. Yeah. Is that, I don't know if that's the right word, but it still feels, yeah. like I said, more, more relaxed to me. Even that, even Southern Point, which is, which is a nice song. Yeah. But it still feels too chill. Too chill for me. But I also, I completely understand why you, why you dig it. Yeah. So I, the, one of the reasons why I'm attached to this so much is because uh, during the really tough, you know, there's been a multiple tough years for me, but during the most recent tough year where, uh, and that was in, no, no, the second emotion. I think it was 2013. Yeah. I, you know, I could, I couldn't sleep because I was in so much pain and all I would, in, in the middle of the winter, I'd fucking walk the streets of Newmarket and I would have a on. Like I would listen to it and it would like, I think it was interesting enough where I could keep my mind. I, when, I, when, when I'm not doing well, I, I walk because like you get, if you, you sit there in pain, there's like, there's like, what are you gonna do? Just wallow in your own fucking misery. Like I can't, if I like, you know, if I broke a leg or something, I wouldn't be walking around, but feeling like the way that I did with not being able to breathe and having all this bloat and not being able to eat and losing all that weight. And I was weighed like how much you weigh, um, less than what you weigh. I think 130 was my, my lowest, but, uh, yeah, but just like I walked. So Vicadimus was my companion through a lot of those nights, the middle of the winter. Um, and I would just do laps through, you know, cause it would live right down new market. So I would walk down main street and then I would go up back to the neighborhoods where like John used to live and through there and just do all these laps. I'd always wonder like, do the cops like, I mean, they must drive by me sometimes. I'm like, well, who's this motherfucker just walking in the middle of the night in Newmarket? I was the only one there. I'd never like hit any, I'd never see anybody else. Mm. You'd have street lights, but then it would be dark and um, back in the neighborhood and stuff, or, or at least not a lot of street lights would be really weird and dark, but I would listen to, I listened to the chemist a lot. Cause I think it was, it was, uh, it was interesting enough. Like there was just enough moving parts and, and uh, differences and changes and timbre changes and all that where it would like I could just sort of meditate to it and fucking keep my mind off the how shitty I was I was feeling. But uh, Vicanimist. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, my I can see how that would help. If I was like, you know, not you know, not in a good place psychologically. You know, this is like chill music you can listen to. I wasn't psychologically. But I was physically fucked up. No, but, but I was. I'm sure it's affecting you psychologically, though. Oh, definitely. You know, you definitely affecting your mood, right? Like it's affecting like how you felt. Like you know, you were in pain. It must have been causing you distress. A lot of distress. Sucked. But Vicanimist was my companion. So top ten albums. 
You, you have your top 10? Yeah, I got Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I should have given you some heads up because maybe you could have come with yours too. I apologize, oh. but, you know, it's about me today anyway. It is. Uh, it's your birthday. Show. There you go. So, uh, two, three, four, five. There are two <laughs> honorable mentions, and that's Grace, uh, which is Jeff Buckley. Yeah. And uh, Young Gifted in Black, which is Aretha Franklin album. I love that album. Um, but from 10 to 1. Okay, yeah. I'm sometimes sure. this changes, right? But right now, this is how yeah, I feel right. about it. Uh, Damn, Kendrick Lamar is number 10. Love that album. Okay. One of my favorite rap albums. Favorite al- rap album, I would say. Uh, a Fever Dream, which is the Everything Everything album. That's number okay. 9. Um, Poses, the Rufus Wainwright album. His second. Um, Blew My Mind. That's number 8. Bonnie Vare, which is his second. Uh, for Emma, is his, his, his like breakout album, but that's mostly acoustic. But his self-titled Bonnie Vare is like an orchestration just masterpiece. He's a master writer. Didn't went downhill after that, but uh, uh, seven. Then, of course, for Emma Forever Ago is number six. The other Bonnie, Bonnie Vera of Academist is number five. Okay. In Rainbows, number four. That's Radiohead. Yeah. Graceland, number three. Paul wow. Simon, course, right, finally. This, that, that might be in my top 10 as well. Yeah. Uh, Want One, which is the other Rufus Wayne, right? That's his okay. uh, third. And then OK Computer's number one. Wow. Yeah. It's a list. That is, that's a, it's a list. That's a list. List. I'm sure it's about what people would expect from you. I'm sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah. A lot of yes. I'm thinking it's a lot of a lot of Bonnie Vere, a lot of uh, Rufus Wainwright, two Rufuses, two Radioheads, two Bonnie Vares. Well, there, but that's that's kind of their peak, I think. Bon, Bonnie Vere peak and Rufus peak. Those two are like they both have phenomenal albums, and then kind of eh. Nightless is very much you. What? Well, who else would it be? No, I know, but it's consistent. I mean, there's a bunch of rap, but I just couldn't put it. Like that would be in my next tier down. There'd be a mutt. There would be a lot of rap. Uh, and then some jazz and some other stuff under there too. But uh, no Bobby McFerrin in that list, by the way. No, but I love that album, that uh, Medicine Music album. I really love, okay. I know, or the, the Chicoria, the, the play album, uh, the yeah. live one with uh, him and, uh, and Chicory is great. But uh, there you go. But I'm a, I'm a pop, I'm a rock pop guy. Like, uh, not, I, no, that list, I would not say you're a pop guy at all. Yeah, not, well, Graceland. It's probably the poppiest that's one, right? right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any. No. Um, I mean, for for yeah, maybe the Bonnie Vare might have sold a lot. I don't know. I was thinking about my top ten. Maybe one day I'll bring that bring that out. Well, what's your number one? Uh, Paul's Boutique Beastie Boys. Yeah, yeah. Then um, that makes sense. But that's a great album too. I'd have some Beasties in the next tier down, definitely. Yeah, I'd say that's 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 my number one. Yeah. What's number two then? I think about it. Yeah, I think about that. You know, Graceland's great. I don't think it's my, I think my favorite Paul Simon album though might be the uh, self-titled though is his uh, the first one he did after him and Garfunkel broke up. It's good. Graceland's um, so good. So Graceland's good. fantastic. So good. But um, I think that one. Yeah, I, I know it's tough. Uh, like my favorite Pearl Jam album is Yield. Yeah. But I don't think that would make my top ten. Uh, maybe uh, yeah, if it would be maybe far down. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I did. I didn't really think about it. That's tough. That's a tough one. It's a tough one. That's why yeah. it changes from time to time. I think. Because- oh, of course. I mean, you know, I always keep my top one hundred movies up. You know, but that. Every once in a while, I'll flip stuff around if I see something new. Like, you know, we talked about a show like Django dropped a couple spots for me when we saw it. Yep. Most recently, it's pretty consistent. They're like putting Gorgeous Bastions up a couple spots, but then some things like fall off. You know, like, oh, um, like Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Cruise movie. I saw that on a rewatch uh, a few months ago. And I actually ended up, it was in my top 100. I took it off. It's, oh, really? Yeah. It's oh, a good shit. movie. It's really good. It's just, it just wasn't like, it wasn't great anymore. Oh. Yeah. I was disappointed by that. That's too bad. Um, headlines? Yeah. What's going on? Okay. So uh, two stories really this this week. Um, ju- the week started June fourteenth. Lakers defeat the Orlando Magic uh, in the fifth game of the NBA Finals. Kobe Bryant named Finals MVP. Yeah. This of course is his first title 
when since him and Shaq broke up, um, I was at uh, the, when the Celtics beat them. But then uh, this one, it was so disappointing. Garnett got hurt middle of that season. Yeah, and um, uh, you know Celtics. That Celtics team to start that year might have been the best. That might have been the best stretch. They were incredible. And then Garnett got hurt and all kind of, and they end up losing the second round in seven games. I was at that seventh game to the Orlando Magic, and then they ended up going to the finals. And all. Um, sucks to watch the Lakers win. That was, that was yeah, tough. yeah. Uh, but this is an interesting story. Um, uh, I'm kind of curious about your taking this ethically. Okay, so David Rode is a uh, New York Times journalist who uh he had been held hostage uh by the Taliban for several months. Okay, so he escaped on uh, June 19th of this year of uh, 2009. Uh, him and another hostage. This is so bizarre. So him and another hostage snuck past these Taliban guards, and they tired them out because they had played a marathon stretch of games of checkers. <laughs> and it made these guards so tired they passed out. Okay. So they snuck past them. All right. And they used rope that they had gotten two weeks ago. One of the two of them, either Road or the other guy, uh, found rope uh, a couple weeks earlier and hit it. Yeah. And then. Uh, kind of saving it and then because they had they knew, they knew they had a 10 foot wall they had to climb so they used the rope they climbed the other guy uh, actually hurt his foot jumping off this wall but road was fine and they ended up uh eventually like finding the pakistan army who had helped them get into and okay yeah but he, he doesn't have the ethical part you know that's obviously very standard jailbreak adventure. Yes. yeah good for them i'm glad <laughs> obviously yeah. everyone's happy to get out the issue here is with david road is that um so we were from new york times New York Times um, basically orchestrated a media blackout of Road being kidnapped. Um, in fact, the blackout not only was New York Times, Wikipedia also took part in this media blackout. And basically, like if a if a Wikipedia editor had uh, wrote written something in Wikipedia, the Wikipedia went to the editor and said, "Hey, can you take that down?" And, and they did. Um, and, um, they did this for a couple reasons. A was to kind of keep the ransom low in case they were negotiating with them. Yeah. And then B just make them less of a target, but to have a media company, you know, basically squelch news, I think is some, you think it's shady. I don't know. I, that's what I, I don't have a real, uh, there's parts of it that I think are like, that's why I'm discussing the parts that definitely in my head tilt a little bit reading it, but there's parts about, I'm like, well, I mean, you know, like how would my, you know, me at home in 2009, if I read about a guy getting kidnapped by the, by the Taliban, is that really like change? Like, you know what I mean? It's not going to change my life any. Like, no. Do I really need to know that? But then if we start doing that, you know, we start the, letting the media companies quelch things. Well, they do. I mean, that's, that's what they do. I, but, well, they shouldn't, but right. But are, are we allowing that? To the problem is that they have the power to do that. It's so I well, think they do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which is yeah. frightening. It is frightening. Um, but everybody needs to remember that uh, newspapers are huge corporations and they answer to certain people. And so they're going to, the type of news that they're going to report is going to have a slant. It just really is. But the, and so because of that, they're not going to publish some things and they are. So I would hope in this situation, what I would want in like a good world is that the media companies would just agree, like everybody would just sort of agree, we don't report on such things because we don't want to fuck people up and that they just would do that as like good humans. And then, and that, and that that power structure doesn't exist that would force that to happen. You know what I mean? I'd want the best of both worlds. The power doesn't exist there, but then people would kind of do the right thing and just say, hey, but isn't it our right to know? If they know the story and it's something. No, I mean, a reporter's got a choice on, on, they have volition on whether they want to report something or not. They can, any reporter. So then we're just letting reporters, like, I just feel like that's a newsworthy thing they intentionally squelch. But we aren't 
we don't have a right to, we have a right to insight into what our government does, but we don't have any right to like, cause then, cause then we're saying we have a right to, um, the, a, another person's behavior. Like we need them to go and cover a certain thing or a company's behavior. You have to show us this type of thing, which that, that doesn't make sense either. But you don't have an issue with news companies or any other news companies to quiet something down. I'm not, I, now in this no, case, I mean, from a power, from an absolutely from a power standpoint, I do. Yes, that they do. Because also they can be captured, right? Because then something more powerful than them can say, you can't report this. And that's a problem. That is a problem. I just don't like the idea of them telling like, like Wikipedia people like, hey, like, well, Wikipedia right. was supposed to be beyond that too. It was supposed to be a more decentralized right. situation. And it wasn't they, supposed to be an overlord there doing that. I agree. I don't know. None of, obviously, in this case, if this was if this was like the only time it ever happened, I have no problem with it. I want this guy to be safe with his family, obviously, and, and it worked out. And and maybe a big reason he is alive because he wasn't a threat. Like they didn't make a big deal. Remember, you know, chopping off you know other guys' I heads know, and know, it was awful stuff. James Foley, all this yeah. awful, you know, horrible stuff. So like you know maybe you know there's um there's reasons for why they did it that make a lot of sense. Yeah. But I just, when I'm hearing people and I see it right to know what I mean by that is like, it's not like it's entitlement. Like we just, we, you know, we should know things because we're here. But I think if you're a newspaper and I'm, I'm, if I'm consuming your newspaper, I'm consuming your media, I do have a right to know the news of the day. But then you're also playing editor, though. Then you're deciding. Who is? Well, you are, because if you're saying I, because then you're saying I want the the newspaper to report the stuff that's important to me. No, I want know? the to report the news. But what is what would be that considered is newsworthy? News? No, that is an, a reporter getting kidnapped by the Taliban. Yeah. Out, we can you, there's that I will not. Well, I'm, I'm not going to budge off that. That is a new. That well, is news. I'm saying at some point though, that's a subjective position. What is subjective? I'm saying at some point the the. the what is news and what is not news is subjective. Well, that's why you have it. Right. So that, and uh, right. So at some point, right. It's a gray area, right? There's only so many pages to sure. fill. I understand all that. Right. But this is a clear case of something being a newsworthy well, item. I guess that was, was, was quieted down. I would love to hear like the, you know, your objective reason why this one in particular is newsworthy. Oh, I because that's a huge, I mean, I, I, I guess it's, okay. I guess it's like pornography. Yeah. You know what you know, but like, yeah. I mean, a, a reporter getting killed by the Taliban, that's a fucking news. I'm no, sorry. That is a, that's a big fucking too. story. That's a, that's a legitimate story. Yeah. I think now, it is too, a cat in a tree. No, probably not. I'm but, still, but I can still admit that that's subject. That's still a subjective. Oh, I disagree. Still an opinion. I guess well, it's not objective. It's, it's a subjective thing. It's your opinion on what's it's what you care about. I'm it's sure not what I care about. It, I, I really don't even care about it that much. I just know that's a news story. And I said, maybe it's probably pornography. You just know what you know, it. but that is absolutely a news. Story. If you're the New York times, that is absolutely a story you cover. Absolutely. Well, particularly because it's one of theirs. So yeah. even more reason, but even yeah. if it's not an American reporter getting kidnapped by the Taliban, it's absolutely a major story. That is, a, that is a, that is a, Full stop on that. That is, a, that is no debate on that. Okay, fine. Uh, that's, uh, I, I feel really I can, strongly about I can, that. I can agree that you that I think it is as well, but I also can say that that's a subjective stance. Oh. It really is. Well, fine. If you fine, oh, I mean it is. Yeah. It's not objective. Like let's not let's not bullshit about. But but, what then, it, but then but then that's like anything. So no. that, you know that's like saying that's the thing. Well, the Godfather, uh, you know, to some people is a bad movie. So then we just we shouldn't discuss its, its no, rights. You know? but, no, but no, but like it's clear that this is a news. Like that's as clear to anyone who's really looking at it. Like this is obviously a newsworthy story their front page story it's a major story okay that's fine i think like i don't like that the power structure exists where someone can clamp down that's frightening yeah i don't like that at all because again that can be captured by something even bigger and it's one thing for like in new york times to 
choose like maybe the, maybe their editor is like nah like oh, oh, you know blockhead is like ah that's not news let's talk about the I didn't my, call it not let's news. talk I about it the guy it's bullshit that you can't admit that that's subjective that's line not, that you're you are it is fucking objective no, well, it's not objective everything is subjective that's not that, true no shit that's but I'm true. saying in the scope of reality in the world we live in I'm saying that is a news story obviously every single thing the first guy that went to the moon that is also you could say well you know that, that's subjective but that's a news story now but it's obviously a major story President getting assassinated made the story. This is obviously a next tier down from that. But that's obviously a front page story. There's no way that it wouldn't be in the newspaper at all. It's insane. Fine. There is a line, though. There is a line where you're like, okay, is that or I is agree. that not? I agree. This is okay. so clearly above that line. Yeah, okay. For a daily newspaper, that's, that's absolutely a story. For the New York Times, absolutely. But um, where's I going with that? I don't know. But that's absolutely a story. There's no question about that. We're talking about power. That's all. Yeah. Okay. That's my issue. It's like... Yeah. Um, you know, for like I said, one newspaper could have editor like you know, like I said, like like a like a man, like, a, like it's, it's, kind of a goof. I'm, I'm saying it's a I fucking know, news story. I'm also saying it's like, subjective. But like, but like he's like, all right, that's not a news story, whatever. You know, maybe the guy's on the sauce. Or he's yeah, crazy. He's maybe. crazy. You know? <laughs> uh, but my issue is that like, oh, can you say the New York Times and leaning on other media outlets yeah, and be yeah. like, hey, don't talk about that. Now, obviously, in this situation is extreme situation. I understand that, but. Like Matt was saying earlier, like there's no question, right? Like we, we no know, question. This proves almost proves the fact that like other things are probably hushed out too. And then, oh if that's God. true, then what is it? I mean, you know what I mean. I know that I don't work in a particularly objective situation. No, but I do think that I have a different. Like I'm not a I'm not a, a conservative. Like I'm not a Republican. Right. So even though uh, there are some things that I agree with that that uh, we talk about on the show. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm just not a righty. I'm not like that, but it's pretty fucking clear that the media is choosing to cover certain things and not choosing to cover other things. And I think that's complete bullshit. And they're leaning on each other to they, do it. And they absolutely and are. Like, anyway, oh, right. and, and also it's the administration White House too. They're, right. they're doing, they're now like the media is a spokesperson for the White House. Like that's happening. And in fairness, the White House though, I, that's kind of their job is, it to, is. is to push back on media. So I don't actually blame the White House and both parties do it. So this isn't a Republican or Democrat thing. Both parties no, lean, they, lean but, on media to- They to, know. I mean, they but, know they'll get like, they'll get shut out if they don't. But the media all. is the one that needs to be like, no, we're taking a stance. I we're agree, doing but- it. That's the issue. I have no problem with the White House or that's politics. They should be yeah. leaning on media. That's what they should be doing. They want to win elections. I get it. So my, I have no issues with the Biden administration leaning on anyone or I have no problem with the Trump administration leaning on people or, you know, for either one. But my issue is with the New York, with whoever the media outlet is being like, you know, they're not going to push back because the power of the White House is bigger than them. Like that's the one that there are few things that are bigger than the New York this Times. This is the same debate people had in 1974 or 72 with I the know. Watergate though. I know. Well, I know. <laughs> the, oh, oh, I mean, go watch all the president men. They're like, oh, the White House is too big. You I know. know. So there are people who have courage and will take stands. Absolutely. Like uh, Glenn Greenwald is a good example of that. He would consider himself a lefty. And so you'd think a lefty would, ex- would align with uh, the political left, but he's in a, like, he's a, He's a smart guy. Yeah. He's like a thinker. He's a critical right. thinker. There are, they exist. It's just, they're not existing in, in large, um, large corporations right now because it's better for them to play ball long-term right now. Well, that's disappointing, but you know, it's I'm not, sorry, you know, yeah. it's not disappointing. You tell me. We're back on Sunday. Oh yes. With uh, the proposal. Maybe this is funny. If then we're back next week, uh, our free show is going to be, uh, um, the Paul Rudd comedy. Role yeah. Models. Role models. Yeah. So, uh, uh, hopefully that will be, uh, how was your birthday episode? Did you feel that was, was, was that satisfying, man? Were you happy with that? It was kind of... Grizzly Bear, we talked about it. Right. It was okay. 
That's fine. It's a talk I about. Hope, the, I hope the fans liked it. Got to talk about the song you want to talk about. Got to, I would, got to so talk maybe, about the movie you want. You I, want to talk about? Yeah, maybe I'll. Uh, it was maybe more about the the album right, that was right. the uh, the movie. Just, just like last. But the, but the movie the same thing. The, yeah, I, there were a couple other albums I wanted, but the movies would not have. The movies would have been so bad oh, yeah. that I was like, I can't. I can't even do this. Right. Um, no, maybe I'll do some more of Academy stuff on Patreon. Maybe this weekend. I don't know. Do some other fun things, so I can go through some some more of the details. But we'll see. You should. Yeah, you can I do, like doing it. Do yeah. a deep dive with the album. If yeah, you don't yeah. care about it, I don't want to say about it. Yeah, there's plenty. Like I have a ton of shit that I could have played and talked about. So yeah, you should. I might. Um, we're very busy though, as you know. We are very busy. Yeah, very busy this weekend. Um, I guess anything else? That's Matt as the editor. That, that's a story right there. This guy, he's staying in the bowl. Speaking of editor, I'm going to edit that out, by the way. No, 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 no. That's, that's very important. <laughs> no, you're not going to hear that. on my birthday episode, by the way. <sighs> 43, dude. That sucks. What's up with that? You're about to be 42, though. It's not that much better. I'm not, though. You're about not to be. Right now, though. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. That sucks. So are you doing anything for your birthday, for real? I don't know. I work that day. Nor, and this is gonna, I normally take my birthday off. It's like the one day I never, no, but I <sighs> never take, do. I don't take any, I work every day. So my birthday, <laughs> I'm like, fuck this. Um, but I, I really can't do that. So are you upset when the ladies in the office don't give you a card? You come back the next day, cars are sitting there. I don't take any days off ever. So it's like the one day where I have some self-reflection. Not true. Of course you take days off. Like when? No, I don't, I don't have a day where I just like sit on the couch. That never happens in my life. I'm always working on something, whether it's quantum week, whether it's my job or, or my second job, like all sorts of stuff. I, I never take a full day off, ever. In your entire life or entire no, year? In, in my you entire, of course I have in my entire life. Days off. I well, really you, you don't. Went to, you went to New Jersey a few weeks ago. Uh, a few months ago. A couple months ago, you went to New Jersey. You, months you, had, ago. you had days off. Though. What I'm saying is rare. Most people take days off. Every week, it's very rare that I do. I'm so sure other people do stuff too. They have to take care of the kids. You, you, they, they have other responsibilities as well. You seem to always think that you, you think you're a much harder worker than the average person. Like if you walk into hard, a store, you're you the hardest worker there. I'm just saying I always work. I really do. I think everyone always works. Mm, not, not everybody. <laughs> you really think you're just, it's just anyway, I don't have to justify taking my fucking birthday off. You, for you, you, well, it's kind of, it's kind of corny, but it's fine. But you're not but taking, can't, but you can't, can't take this one off so, because you have a different kind of job now. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Barbara was going to make me uh, like a cake or something. Nice. I, was like, eh, I don't know that I'll do. I'll just Aww, get some fucking ice cream well. and whatever. It's over. I have 43. Fuck this. You guys wouldn't go out to dinner or anything like that. May, maybe I, I could do that. She's yeah. like, well, we could do it on the weekend. I'm like, it's not the same. It's not the day. I don't like, you know, I, I think it's weird to like celebrate your birthday on a different day. It's like weird. It just feels like you're, I don't know. It's like, I want to celebrate Christmas. If it's going to be Christmas, I want to celebrate it on Christmas. I'm not going to do it on the day. Yeah, after. But it's like, my, my birthday falls on Thanksgiving. It's nice. I'm like, oh, maybe let's do something the day after. I can't go out to eat. I, I, all I want for my birthday is to go out, have a good steak. Go out you know? to eat and have a steak. Yeah. Like, right, you know, have a good steak. Then. It's nice. Uh, or whatever, you know, whatever. I, I don't get too fixated on birthdays. Uh, but, uh, most people don't, I, for some reason it's, it's just an important, it's a day of reflection for me. I think about like, reflection. <laughs> yeah, it is like, I do think about, all right, one more year around the, uh, around yep. the earth. Like what did I learn? Like what's, you know, what's next? It's, it's, well, how is this year? What are you going to do with this year? You think that's going to be no, ref- I, I have no time. I'm not going to be, what am oh, I going to do? No, you don't have time for that even reflection, the reflection part of the birthday. How long is that? Like an hour you sit there, you like a quiet room. Uh, some, draw some grizzly bear, maybe. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, uh, I don't think I'm not sure. I'll really no reflection. It. Oh, I know it's sad. Too bad. Do you not think about your life at all? <laughs> I do. I guess I don't. I don't, I don't like, I say my birthday. I think there's ways but to do it know, I, I, in I, an active way. That's all I mean. Yeah, I'm sure, sure. I think everyone thinks about. Oh, you know, what, you know, what about you know, what about yeah, right, maybe birthday or or I think you know, maybe at the end of the year, you're yeah, like, oh, what right, have I done exactly. this past year? Has it been a good year, a bad year? No, I think about that stuff for sure. Yeah, I don't. 
Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I'm not as focused as much focused on the end of the year just because of okay. it's, it doesn't, I didn't, I wasn't born on the first, you know what I mean? I don't, right, I, right. Don't, I don't, I don't keep a calendar for you. myself. That's what you're saying. It's my life. Yes, of course. <laughs> for my birthday, of course. Well, no one else is reflecting on my life. It's me. <laughs> Who else is going to do that? I don't know. I feel bad for that person. Hopefully, no. Nobody do that. Nobody reflect on that. Uh-huh. Uh, no, but well, that's, that's good. You should be happy. You know, it's been a good year. I think you got, you're working with Jerry Callahan. Now, that is a good thing. You're yeah. a producer right. of, a, of a podcast now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that's good. That's quality year, yeah. I think. It's, a year ago, you weren't doing some was, of that. You weren't doing that stuff. It was about an exciting year. I mean, a lot of, shit, a lot of shit's happened. Yeah. Last year and a half, a lot of shit's happened. But yeah, it's good. I just... Uh, It'll be a little bit very introspective lately with Matt. I feel like I feel like the last couple months you've been very introspective. Last month or so, have I? I think so. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I I I try to be in general. I try to like yeah. check in and keep myself in check and like I don't know. I think uh, I think I'm generally interested. I don't know. I think I am, but I'll have some ice cream. I don't. I don't know. Maybe we'll go out to eat. I love that uh, there's an Italian place in Dover, which is like a total cheat because I love pasta and I never eat it uh, up by. Um, if you go uh, Dover Point, is it Dover Point Road that takes you to Portsmouth there? Takes you out to the highway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's right near where those new apartment buildings are and everything. Yeah, yeah. They, I forget they the actually do. Yeah. Like, I've never do, actually eaten in there. They do a really good job. Did they really? Yeah. I and, I, and I, um, and it's so rare that I, I love, I'm Italian, right. I love pasta, but it's so rare. So maybe, maybe we'd go there and eat pasta. That, that might be fun. It's good there? I think they do a really good job. I yeah. try it there. I've done, so they do, uh, you, you're a very simple eater, so you probably don't like it, but they, they uh, make this really great um, marinara with like, and you can get, I get like some meatballs or sausage. Yeah. And then also they make an amazing Alfredo and I go like half and half and it blends a little. It's so good. It's like, it's, it's fucking, it's really, really good. But like, but big cheat food for me. I, I never eat that. Let's move into that. I'm going to cut that out too. Of the oh, no, no, no. So importantly, that in as well. No, it's not. Very good. Uh, so actually, so now you're inspiring <laughs> me to maybe, maybe I'll go out that you night. Should. Yeah, you should. You should. I think it's, they, it's a, a, a more fun way to celebrate than just sitting yeah, in a room just being introspective. <laughs> no, I usually take it See, off. Yeah, you don't have a day off. No, I mean, Barbara and I would go out to eat or she would, she would make me a cake, which is amazing. I love her because she's, you know, she's a fucking amazing uh, baker. So she'll make like some yes, of my favorite yeah. cakes or cakes that she's made. Maybe she'll make me a strawberry shortcake or she makes this beautiful chocolate cake too. Um, but maybe we'll go out to eat instead. I don't know. But, and this year is going to be, cheer up, Carano, it's your birthday. Her <laughs> <laughs> birthday. Carano. Actually, he asked me, he's like, we talked about this before where, where he, cause he's like, he, I was like, well, I won't, I can't, uh, or I, I, um, I won't have too much time because I got to prepare for quantum week. And he's, yeah, I said, you record quantum week at night. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, when yeah, I work for you during the day. And he said, well, you asked me what we were doing. I was like, well, He's like, what song, what song are you doing? I was like, well, I, this is my birthday week. Uh, <laughs> so we get to choose. And so I'm choosing this album. You won't know them. It's uh, I kind of missed is the album by, by Grizzly Bear and then uh, Star Trek. And he's like, when's your birthday? <laughs> like, and I told him. But you, you get know. a card. I doubt it. He won't remember next week when it happens. But He hates space. And he's probably never heard of Grizzly Bear. So I'm sure the he, space thing has come up a few times. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure he wouldn't. Um, I should probably bring it up. He probably won't listen to this episode. I can't imagine. I don't know if he listens. He's, he's listened before, he's of course, before, but right? uh, I don't know that he's I don't, a regular. I, don't, I think some movies would really appeal to him, but I don't think this one would. I don't Definitely. Think this episode, we'll have to get him on, too. I mean, he said he'd be great. On, so that's, we'll we'll that's, that's why Blind Mike was so upset uh, that I didn't have, we didn't have him on to do King of Comedy, which I do actually want to have with him. Oh, yes. Uh, for sure. But I was, I was kind of hoping maybe Jerry would be our next guest. We could do it. I just hadn't asked him because we. I were, know, we haven't. Right. We, we didn't. Yeah. It's been. We've been having tough time scheduling. <laughs> yes. 
there's been a couple weeks like the last couple weeks it's like we can only do it these days so yeah. <laughs> like we have no bigger room I guess you want to be a bit more flexible obviously for yeah should for be better come winter time because i don't think anybody's going anywhere doing anything yeah right? so well things should things should relax a little bit next couple weeks i would hope but i say that and every then it just gets busier so I don't know. yeah um all right so but i'm sure yeah we'll, we'll have him on sometime he'll he'll, he'll yeah, that, yeah that'll, be great. that'll be fun that'll be yeah. really fun that'll be a fun a while. yes cool all right can we be done happy birthday matt Oh, thanks. I hope you have a great, great year. <laughs> we got to do this podcast with you, won't we? <laughs> Don't me. I, I really, uh, yeah, I wish for me to have a lot more success than you <laughs> in, next, in the next year, next 12 yeah, months. Well, I, hope, I hope the next 12 months are much better for me than you. No, Put it that way. But that I hope would, you're, you're, first you're I would, hope it's fine for you. I just hope it's much better for you. Yeah, well, thanks. You're welcome. Uh, later. <laughs>